right, welcome back. Another episode of uh, Michigan Brews. This is actually number 10. We're finally in double digits. That's pretty no, badass. <laughs> if you count zero, I guess. No, this is uh, zero. It'd be, yeah, it'd be 11, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, homebrew clubs. We've got a bunch of people from, from different homebrew clubs around Michigan. It's going to come in, and uh, we're going to bullshit with them for a little while, talk about uh, you know, kind of what their clubs do and, um, and uh, you know, the importance of importance of being in a club. Um, the video I've got playing on stream for those that are interesting, this is a, a collaboration that we did with, I think nine other clubs uh, last year or the year before. No, it was last year um, where we all got together and we, we all brewed a, a beer for the Michigan homebrew festival. So this was uh, you'll see the clubs at the bottom of the screen. Um, you know, Genesee keepers, Coonan, Livingston, Motor City Masters, Snob, Pontiac and Sons. Uh, and that was a great day. Uh, big club collaboration. So, what beer that was? Yeah, so we brewed. Uh, Keepers did a cherry IPA with like a uh, Michigan Belgian wheat. It were Belgian style wheat. It was all Michigan ingredients. Um, all of the grain was uh, grown in Michigan. The yeast was donated by Craft Culture. I think I used uh, Eagle River or, or something like that, which is mm. a, a Michigan derived yeast, but it had some kind of Belgian saisony uh, characteristics. Um, and then every club, we basically shared the wort out of that's Livingston's, um, brew system. And then every club took five gallons and, and did something different with it and brought it back to festival. So it was a really cool night. Um, so that said, um, yeah, we're going to bring our, our, our guests in. Uh, we don't have any special beer that we're all drinking tonight since it's all homebrew. So I'm going to try to stick with homebrew myself, uh, tonight. Um, and, uh, and, and not crack the hams. God damn it. So <laughs> right on. All right, let's bring these guys in. So we've got Paul Phipps from Liberty uh, Livingston Social Brew Club. Look, I'm already <laughs> fucking up. Uh, David Jones from our club, Keepers of Craft. And then Jeff and uh, Burkhart and Lee uh, McBain from Sons of Liberty. Uh, guys, thanks for, for joining us. Really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us tonight. Hello. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you very much. So let's treat this like a regular work meeting and go around. Everybody knows who Brian and I are, but Paul, you were the first one in. Let's, uh, who you are, what's your club, and where are you from? So uh, I'm Paul Phipps. Uh, I'm from Howell, Michigan, uh, part of Livingston Social Brew Crew. We meet here in Howell at, uh, well, normal and normal times at uh, Aberrant. Um, the, uh, pretty small club. We got about 20 members. Um, I am the only officer in that I'm the treasurer. <laughs> and uh, we uh, we decided as a club that it wasn't really uh, worth having elections and things, that we had a core group of guys that were dedicated. And uh, I, I, I and uh, but basically opened up whoever wants to participate in the decision making process gets a vote. If you're, you're going to put in put in the work in the club and do all that, you can help decide that's not going to be just a couple people that decide everything how many uh how many people you got in the club uh are you the aha listening for insurance purposes <laughs> <laughs> enough you have enough then <laughs> no we have uh we have um i think usually about 19 paid members each year um and i consider a paid member as somebody that paid and showed up to more than one meeting so <laughs> so that works out to be uh about 19 each year right on Cool. You drinking any homebrew tonight? Uh, I am not. I, I've got 
kegs of homebrew everywhere, but nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's like ready to. Right on. I haven't, but uh, I'm starting out with a. Uh, I went to the cellar, decided to keep it fruity. I got a, a an old bottle of fruit wood. Ooh. Uh, oh, so wow. In a while. I've got a couple in the cellar too, but I'm afraid to open them. How is it? Uh, uh, you know, I think this is probably the original 12 ounce batch, and <clears throat> I, I've got no complaints. Right on. Right on. Fine. Cool. Let's go to Sons. Uh, Lee. Howdy. Hey, Lee. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Good. So, what's your, what's your sign, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> Let me I was born under the. Tell us what um, you like. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. No. Um, what's one of your favorite hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lee McBain, uh, Sons of Liberty, out of Plymouth. Um, I've been brewing since uh, 2011 when I got a Mr. Beer kit, kind of crazy, and it just kind of spiraled from there and ended up joining Sons of Liberty probably a year or so after I started brewing and uh, met Jeff and a bunch of other guys and started doing lots of uh, brewing a bag beers and, and uh, that kind of stuff. But um, I'm, I'm a former president. Um, as is Jeff and, uh, you know, we've, we, we have term limit limits in our club. So every two years we, and it kind of keeps, uh, gives people a fresh, you know, fresh face of the club lets us, allows us to go in a different direction if, uh, if, if it's getting stale or whatever, and it keeps the burden off of any one person to be president forever and ever. Amen. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Don't say that though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should uh, I go now? Yeah. Go for it, Jeff. All right. Yeah. Hey, Jeff Birch right here. Sons of Liberty. Yeah. Currently reside in Livonia, but uh, part of our clubs, uh, Sons of Liberty, most members are, Hail from this side of town, Canton, Livonia, Plymouth, uh, Westland, uh, some as far as commerce and uh, other surrounding areas. But uh, I was part of, I guess, the original group. Um, I was just doing intermediate brewing and was looking to do all grain and was talking to a fellow at our one of our church functions uh, by the name of Joe Rohde. And um, he was, uh, I don't know if he was employed at Liberty Street at the time, but anyway, I mentioned they're trying to get a club going. Went over there, uh, blah, blah, blah. Started off uh, meeting in the basement next to the glycol chiller. This was, this was before we were allowed to meet on the premises once the laws changed. So uh, our first uh, year or so of meetings were pretty warm and noisy. So we had to do a lot of yelling. And maybe start off with uh, six or seven people and then ramped up to maybe upwards of 30 some at any given time, you know, as people come and go this and that. But uh, uh, then once I got into the club, I started all grain brewing and uh, currently still doing all grain brewing. So okay. how many how many people are in Sons? Do you guys keep track? I think the last treasurer's report with paid paid attendees or uh, members was like 24, I believe. Mm-hmm. We're, but uh, that yeah, was like, so, again before COVID, so I'm not sure yeah. what the numbers are. We had a virtual meeting just a, a week or so ago, and we were up to about 32, 33. Oh, okay. That's great uh, participation. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. 
Awesome. And then we've got David Jones, our uh, president for life of Keepers of Craft. <laughs> Don't say that. Crying out loud. <laughs> Hello. Hey, David. Hey, David. So I know it's silly because we're in Keepers, but David, tell us a little bit about Keepers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my name's uh, David Jones. I uh, live in Portage. Uh, Keepers of Craft are um, most of our members are from Kalamazoo, Portage area. We've got a couple from slightly further afield. So Tim Wickland, if he's listening, is uh, the v, uh, the current acting VP. Uh, he's out in Dwarjack, uh, so he's got a 45-minute, 50-minute drive on the way in. Um, looking at how many, um, I think we've got about 45 um, current members. If, um, if Patrick's online, he'll be able to. I was just trying to check it on my on my Dropbox, <laughs> um, but I'm I'm pretty certain Patrick's about to correct me because he likes to correct me, right? Because sometimes <laughs> I, I I need correcting. Um, yeah, so we get together uh, the second Sunday of every month for our meetings. Um, we typically meet at One Well in Kalamazoo, uh, but obviously since the whole world fell apart. Um, yeah, we've been, you know, I've been uh, going virtual. We've had one in person, um, but yeah, I'd say our, our last meeting yesterday was another was another virtual meeting. Yeah, I've seen the opposite for us. Like our, our virtual meetings tend to tail off. I think uh, I think we're missing meeting in person for sure. Um, before we move on or get too much farther into it, I do want to point out, in case anybody else that's watching has noticed, Jordan's not with us. Uh, he's really? playing dad. Uh, so I just thought I should call that out. Um, Got to do that. Uh, yeah, Jordan, uh, he, let's see, we kicked off Michigan Brews about 10 weeks ago, and it was one week after the birth of his first son. So, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> and, and he hasn't missed an episode as far as yeah, I remember. It's, so, been, yeah, it's been it's pretty been, amazing that he's been able to, to kick it good. so far. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Jordan, cheers. Uh, you know, you said thanks. he'd be listening. He'll, he'll Congratulations. join us again, but yeah. <clears throat> See how we didn't go around that, David. What do you? You're you're not at home, so what are you drinking? I am drinking Nickel by 18th Street Brewing. You just stopped and picked up a bunch on your way through. I might have picked up a case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 stuck between the laboratory and the hotel room all day. Uh, so um. Uh, <laughs> you better, uh, you better believe it. I'm, in, I'm enjoying a finely crafted brew. <laughs> Good deal, Lee. You're pouring a can. That's not home brew. I saw that Michigan yeah. Home Festival glass too. Yeah, I, I'm trying to represent whatever. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I'm drinking a Z's Pet Dinosaur from uh, Big Lake Brewing. Nice. Okay. And uh, it's a hazy New England style. It's really, really good. I. Um, my daughter bought me a six pack for uh, Father's Day, so they they obviously know me pretty well. Nice. And Jeff, your last one, man. What what do you got? Ah, well, right now I'm sipping on a home brew, a Russian Imperial Stout. This was brewed back on uh, Teacher Friend to Brew Day or Learn to Brew Day in November, and uh, it's been sitting on a keg for about a month now. Very good, very tasty, low carbonation, uh, pretty good. I uh, have it on tap next to our club uh, barrel project, a Russian imperial stout that we had sitting in a barrel 
uh, Four Roses barrel, correct, from uh, Tennessee, oh, wow. I believe. Nice. And we left it in a bit long, though, so it's got a lot of tan in character, but it's uh, mellowing the longer it sits. And uh, but anyway, I'm just drinking the uh, the uh, regular non bourbon barrel aged right now. Right so that's that's a good question, Jeff. How how uh how is your track record on uh, barrel aging in your club? Well, this that uh, that first one that uh, Russian Imperial Stout was actually our first club effort at that, right. and once we had pulled that out, I believe it was now a year and f- a few months ago, uh, we had pulled the stout out and then poured a wee heavy in there, and uh, unfortunately, we were about to uh, rack the uh, wee heavy out when the coronavirus came along, and unfortunately, the where we we're the person hosting the uh, keg in their basement has a newborn in the house. So last thing we wanted to do was to uh, bring anything over there, anybody that might be a risk. So the barrel still sits there with the uh, we have still in it. We have a IPA ready or a pale ale ready to go in it. Uh, we did anyway. I think people have been drinking it now, but uh, <laughs> 55, 55 gallons of a pale ale to go in there and the tail end um, betting. It's going to be a somewhat of a sour, but uh, this we heavy again, it's been in there quite a while. 15 uh, months. Yeah. So, but we took a vote and I believe our last uh, person, person me, we're going to get a new barrel and um, start from scratch and try to uh, hold a little tighter to the uh, three months type uh, aging rules and uh, see if we can get a little better about uh, keeping track of time and all that. How, how big is the barrel that you guys are using? Right 52. Now? 52. It says a 52. 52? Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, the the other club here in Kalamazoo has a barrel that they rotate in and out of, but we don't currently yet. I know some of our we're, a lot of our members overlap, but yeah, we we got a really good deal. One of our members was down at Four Roses, and they had the barrels sitting there, and he just casually said, "Oh, how much are those?" And they said, "130 and thirty bucks." And he, I was the president at the time, and he calls me up and says, uh, "I can get a." 52 gallon barrel for 130 bucks i said what are you waiting for <laughs> yeah i was normally, normally, I, I yeah, was normally uh, yeah normally anything with our club anything above 50 dollars would have to go to a vote yeah but in that case the command decision was uh the right one so yeah. good job lee well i <laughs> i told him if he didn't if the club didn't want it that i would buy it from him <laughs> so yep Paul, what about you? Five down gallons by yourself. I, I, I was actually like surprised. Hell. We were. Uh, I was over at uh, Farm and Family like a week ago, two weeks ago, and they had uh, red wine barrels outside, uh, ninety-nine bucks a piece. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, how yeah. big? Fifty-five, uh, fifty-nine. Wow, wow. Yeah, I've heard but some I'm, some party stores will do that. They'll buy a cask of wine and then they'll bottle it themselves but they get the barrel too and then you know they could sell the barrel or use it as decor or whatever but yeah. they put their label on it i guess but so I've, I've been part of a couple projects and uh we've done a couple projects um i will say all the clean beer projects have gone south uh, <laughs> pretty fast <laughs> uh you know it just takes one bad one bad batch of sanitation and and yeah yeah. Done. Our um, our Russian Imperial turned out pretty good. It was it was pretty bourbony, but it did mellow and uh, um, it actually, if you cut it with something else, it really tasted really good, like vodka. But I was in a uh, a project. Um, they had a 
I went in on the second fill. It wasn't RIS. Then we did a Wee Heavy. Wee Heavy went bad. Um, I took my batch of the Wee Heavy and, and put some more bugs in it and let it go, and it, it turned out pretty pretty awesome. But um, we uh, we ended up getting um, a bunch of pitches of the Blackman Brewing uh, dry uh, sour pitch for their uh, Flemish blend. And we inoculated the barrel with that. Uh, did a couple batches. Ended up inoculating the uh, barrel with Brett C uh, to do a um, Tartar Darkness clone. Oh, and nice. uh, and uh, and I fermented my whole batch of stout with Brett C. And I'm like, I, I just really want to do like a tropical stout on Brett C or something. Um, but uh, the uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so that barrel, that barrel's taken a Michigan homebrew cup. Um, I think it's gone to a couple of mini uh, final mini rounds at NHC for different uh, doctorings of the uh, polls. And so on that barrel, each each fill was a different type of uh, sour beer. I just got out of that barrel back in the winter. Was um, it like a like a blonde base and like a Flanders base? Like yeah. So we've okay. done stout and we've done saison. Oh, base. oh okay. okay. I mean, we've, we're all over the map. I mean, we've done a Berliner Weiss style beer. We've you know lots of different things. Um, and everything, everything's been pretty good. I mean, the worst you could say it's it's uh, we we did a couple. I think we did two golden strongs in there, and uh, I think the worst thing to say was they weren't complex enough. And if that that's all you're going to say, that's that's not <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's still successful. Um, so yeah, we we've we've only really been we've only really been going for about four or five years, so it's a little. Yeah. Now, we're a little young to be getting into the barrel game, but and I but don't have this space in my basement. Well, I was going to say though, David, you you placed a Michigan Homebrew Cup with the Cloud Barrel beer, right? Or, uh, no, no, that was no, that was Bill. That was Bill. Okay, yeah, You're Bill right. basically got silver. I apologize, uh, American Wild. But now we also got, I believe, he's going to correct me. Um, I believe <laughs> he got like silver or bronze for the uh, uh, for the Flanders Red that he. Had in it as well. Oh, that Flanders was amazing. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. One of his he put in as a as American Wild, and the other one was the European Sour. Yeah, and then last he told me year, yesterday, so I should know. Last year, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, last wait, I don't remember. 2018, I think we got a uh, we got a Chardonnay barrel from Eternity Brewing where we were meeting at, okay. and. Uh, uh, we, I collected like about a dozen guys going on all the costs and we did, um, we brewed, we, I borrowed like somebody's 50 gallon setup and we brewed, uh, brewed a complete batch to fill the thing. Um, and we did that all in one night and that worked out really well just to do it as a single fill. Right. And, uh, for that one, we did the, uh, rare barrel golden sour blend and then, uh, uh, I developed a bit of a relationship. Um, actually, one of the other guys talked to him, but um, we got a two-barrel pitch of the house culture at Speciation, mm. and that's what we inoculated the barrel with. Oh, and wow. um, yeah, he pulled it right out of his e spring for me. Like, yeah. here you go. Damn, that's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I could culture this from a bottle, but I know you got wine yeast and stuff in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll give you some off the e spring. Awesome. Um, you know, but Mitch is a home brewer, so like, mm-hmm. right? You know, and and so that barrel, that barrel, the problem is nobody's wanting to brew for it. We got a dozen guys, and nobody wants to brew because we're going to treat that one as a Solera, and and uh, swap out like a third at a time, but nobody <laughs> wants to brew. So 
I think it's that I think James took a pH reading a couple weeks ago and it was down to like 2.87. Oh, so it's no. good. <laughs> well, wow. we, we, we think it's maybe some IPA is going to go in there to, uh, to help bring it, uh, bring it up. Neutralize <laughs> it. <laughs> it a bit. Yeah. Well, we might be willing to haul a, a few gallons of wort over there if you want to, oh, if you need some volunteers to get in that. Well, we might just need empty kegs. <laughs> like, like I, I'm ready to I'm ready to go buy 50 pounds of grain and just just uh, brew up a uh, 30 gallons of backfill and just fill people's kegs. There we go. Yeah, I know. I, I think I'd like to see keepers get a, a barrel next year. <clears throat> I'm probably going to be um, once I get my basement done, I'll probably host it. I guess because I I want one bad. So I don't know, David. <laughs> we got to talk about it, but. <laughs> Feel free. Yeah. Just gotta have, yeah. a, have a space where it won't be disturbed or in your way for a period of time. Yeah. So once yeah, you man. fill it up, it's rather hard to move. So <laughs> you know, it's funny. The guy that had their Ann Arbor barrel, um, he had to move, and uh, I, I happened to, to have uh, um, purchased a bunch of uh, half barrel kegs uh, from I don't know the guy that was brewing at Axel. He had like several different projects, but. His, his ancient kegs he was selling off and for like 40 bucks a piece. I'm like, ah, oh, I'll spend 40 bucks on legal kegs, right? Um, <laughs> so, so I bought a bunch of them and it's like, well, you know, I got all these stinkies that you can borrow. They got the spears all pulled. like, And so that's what he hauled all the uh, all the warp between houses, you know, emptied the barrels into the sink. <laughs> He's wow. transferred it. And I'll, I'll whip the beer. Not great. I was amazed. Wow. Nice. I thought for sure we'd have some sort of oxidized garbage. Not unlike normal homebrew. Sounds like a sump pump is probably a a, a good a good uh, plan for a basement barrel project. <laughs> yeah, I just put one in actually, so I'm all ready to go. So you know, we, we got you guys on here to talk about homebrew clubs. I think. Um, <laughs> You know, it's 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 pretty common knowledge, you know, the reasons why I did some Googling around this week, like why do you, should you join a homebrew club? And it's about info, it's about collaboration, education, and camaraderie. We all know that. But um, what are some of the things you guys have been doing uh, to kind of keep your clubs engaged over, you know, uh, through your meetings or, or what do you guys what do you guys do together as a club to make your homebrew club kind of stay on track and well, we, we, we have a couple of, you know, keepers, we have a couple of um, uh, competitions a year. Uh, and we've also, you know, we also try to get, you know, we 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 want people to kind of um, to kind of challenge themselves with some of their brews. So we've we've done things, for example, one of them was a was a cereal beer. So you had to include a um, uh, at least one bottle of breakfast beer in there. We did another one that was a... Uh, it was a homebrew. Uh, it was a homebrew draft. So you know, instead of picking the full, you know, the full team for your draft, you pick the ingredients. Um, you know, so we, you know, we've 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 done things like that. You know, to try to get people to to kind of up their game. Well, not not really up their game, but you know, to to kind of challenge themselves for a beer that they wouldn't typically try to brew. You know, Brian uh, wrote a um, uh, Brian wrote a website generator where it would come up with it would randomly generate a beer. Uh, to make, and you had a choice of so many, so many different uh, uh, beers that you could brew. So you know, we 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 try to do things like that. 
it's a you know it's a it's a it's a simple way of 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 getting people to kind of as I say move move outside their um their comfort zone. Um, in fact, you know one of the one of the competitions we had, uh, the person who eventually won it was com- was complaining that they had to brew a uh, an extract beer because all of the um, all of the base malts had been drafted, and they were complaining they they were compl- like bitching to me about it for months. The fact that they had to use a, a, an extract and then they won it, so I'm like, so obviously you don't mind you don't mind brewing extract then, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which one was that? That was the um, that, was, that, that was the draft. No, I know the Drew. draft. That was Drew. Okay, yeah, it was like a. Mango, mango Belgian something, yeah. mango Belgian something, and and I think that's such an important like uh, point to bring up too. Like uh, a lot of, I guess you'd, you'd say like entry level <laughs> home brewers uh, start off brewing extract, right? Like uh, I would probably wager to guess like the majority of them, and uh, <clears throat> there's some sort of, uh, I guess, uh, um, I don't know, stigma brewing extract. And, and, uh, I don't know. I, I think that kind of helps go to show a little bit that like, it's, it's a lot of more about process and knowledge and skill and not so much about like ingredients and stuff, because, um, I mean, to a point it is about ingredients, right? But you're, you're making war, but the beer comes mostly just everything on the cold side. And, uh, I think that a lot of that knowledge and sharing comes from like being in a club and stuff like that. Like, uh, so somebody, do some of the other guys do uh, competitions or? Yeah, so I can talk about the history on that for us. Um, we were, um, we started off, uh, I think the club was relatively small. We used to meet at a homebrew store here in town and that kind of went defunct and we transferred over to Eternity Brewing when they opened up. And, uh, Mike were um, homebrewers who owned it at the time, and they uh, we had a competition, and um, I was brewing less than a year at that point. Um, but we uh, they decided to do a secret ingredient competition. Um, that's what we voted on, and we let the bar patrons pick the secret ingredient. <laughs> via, like they they submitted things, and then you know we pulled something out. So it was vanilla wafers. So you had to make a beer with vanilla wafers. So I made a, uh, I took, uh, went on uh, Northern Brewers website and I took the uh, um, recipe for, I think, please uh, bend it a bit and uh, did that with uh, vanilla wafers, vanilla beans. And uh, yeah, I used vanilla wafers actually, not vanilla wafers. <laughs> I was pointing that out to me. Yeah, I used vanilla wafers. No, uh, actually, no, I don't know if I did. I think I might have bought the, I might have bought some organic ones. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I think we used Nilla wafers. Anyway, it ended up being um, uh, the brewery's fastest selling beer uh, when they released oh, wow. it in July. We got to brew a three barrel batch and put it out. And then to that point, that was their fastest selling beer um, that they had done. Um, I went on to one of the next two contests that we did. Um, that with that we. Um, I think so. That one, the original one was BJCP rules. Uh, the next one, I think, was a strict competition. And uh, it was Saison, whatever category at the time and the guidelines was like a strong 
Like I feel like Golden Strong and Cezanne are in the same category or something. I can't remember, but um, the uh, the um, but I ended up winning with the Cezanne with uh, I brewed with um, I think Honey and uh, Heather, and uh, they did that up, um, and then uh, we did another competition that was uh, uh, cherry beer. That was the uh, the point, and um. So I did a uh, like a dark uh, chocolatey porgery uh, stout kind of beer, uh, and uh, with a bunch of the King's Orchard concentrate in it. Um, actually, we did the same beer for a uh, gang beer a couple years ago, and we took second place because I knew I had a solid beer after coming off the uh, the winner there. And it's like, well, I already got a recipe that meets all the qualifications. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's just, like, let's not, let's not argue with it. Let's just roll with it. Right. And then, um, and then whatever we, um, we stopped doing competitions for a while. We did a few more, but, um, we brought back the quarterly competitions, um, because people just weren't brewing. And so it's, it's just, you get to pick the next thing that we're going to have a contest over. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your prize nowadays. So, oh, that's, cool. oh, that's yeah, cool that, that is a cool idea. Yeah. So, what about what about sons? You guys do anything like that? We've tried a few things. Um, you know, we've tried some quarterly. When I was president, we we did some quarterly competitions, but we never got a lot of participation. Um, one of the things that we were doing now um, with in a collaboration with. Uh, four other clubs is a celebrity death mash yeah. um, competition. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's pretty fun. And we've, we've been able to really encourage a lot of our um, members to join that. And the first year we got, I think two entries this last, the second year that sons was involved with it. We had, six entries and five of the six actually placed. Um, so we were pretty happy with that. And, uh, we're, um, I'm involved with kind of coordinating that competition. Um, so I've really been encouraging the people, you know, even though I'm not a president or a sitting board member, I still really try to encourage, um, members of the club to, do the competitions, uh, participate in different things, try to give them opportunities of what's going on. Um, things are, are a little tight right now with all the the uh, quarantine stuff, but you know we're uh, so it's a little tough right now. But you know we've done that. We do um, you know other things we do is we every year we try to do the learn to homebrew day and the teach a friend to brew day. Um, every may and november um so that's that's always good one of the other things we did is we rotate our locate in the past we've rotated our location um of our club meetings from liberty street which is our base to other local breweries around the area um and we go there we ask questions of the brewers and the facilities see what they're doing um and it's really it's been really educational it's it's a lot of fun to do that and see what other people are doing yeah we've also i guess uh 
when I was, I guess, yeah, I was, uh, excuse me, uh, president, vice president, etc. But we tried to, uh, we did uh, some BJCP style uh, samplings discussion at some meetings. So I started doing some of those discussions, you know, and then uh, to try to get more club members involved. We tried to promote like maybe an educational topic at each meeting, uh, maybe asking for volunteers, maybe somebody come in do a discussion on like yeast washing or perhaps somebody hey here's my homemade stir plate type thing this is how i made it these are the components just stuff like that try to you know give people an idea what our members are doing and maybe make them aware of how easy some of the things were that they might not have in their brew house that they could uh, easily include yeah. uh teach some teach some new things things like that <clears throat> yeah we, we we definitely had a like a homebrew gadgets for one of the uh, uh earlier meetings that we had where people brought in, you know, the occasional bit, you know, and, you know, even to show people like what a mash tun looked like, you know, if people, if people weren't quite familiar with it, um, it right. you know, I, I think a lot of people who were, who were newer to the, uh, to the, to the hobby found that quite useful because, you know, we, we had quite a lot of feedback about that one. Okay. And it, um, plus it's, it's simple to do when everyone, everyone gets, everyone gets five minutes to, to talk so people don't have to listen to me try to <laughs> drone on for an hour and a half. Yeah. 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 Keep yeah. It structured. I think one of the other uh, cool contests we did was um, you had to match up with another brewer and brew together. Yeah. And then I think the, the beers were judged in combination with each other. You know, and like the, the, the best set of beers kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I, nope. So my role in keepers is to try to come up with, you know, organize competitions or, or do that. And I had the one that I had thought of last year, I think we talked about it a bit, David was doing like uh, having brewers that wanted to participate, submit their, their best recipe, and then uh, maybe having another brewer pick it and, and brew that beer together or, uh, or, or, you know, you brew your best recipe and maybe I, I brew my best recipe. Maybe Brian takes the recipe and brews it. And we can compare. Um, we haven't done it yet. It's just an idea. I still have to <laughs> fully flesh it out. There's there's different uh, ways you want to go with competitions. Kind of, it's like a do you want it to be something fun or do you want it to be something like sort of educational, right? Like uh, BJCP competitions, I consider educational, right? right? You're getting the uh, the pro you know, feedback, and uh, you can take that and better your beer and kind of figure out what you did well, what you didn't and then there's the stuff where you're just brewing with random ingredients and seeing if you're like the uh creative brew genius that you think you are yeah and, and, uh, and sorry no go ahead well as i say you know we've we've done things at like the canley cup with uh bright eyes in town who've invited keepers club and um oh they're gonna kill me i forgot suds <laughs> no it's the south it's dog schleitman no. South County. South County. South County. No, 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 no. It's the. Um, I, I think they're just. Yeah. Like they're, I, I think they're just the South Michigan Homebrew Club or something like that. The uh, the, the meet in Goebbels, I think. Um, but uh, the three of us got together and brewed a beer, and literally it was the first one to kick the keg, uh, won it, um, or the wow. the first one to kick the two kegs. You know, so we we we've, we've done things like that with some of the local, you know, with some of the local homebrew clubs. So. You know, there's, and then the other thing that presidential have done as well, where they invite um, they, they invite homebrewers in to, uh, to to brew on their system, 
So you get a little bit of a, you know, you, you, you get the kudos, but you also get, you know, a little bit of bragging rights as well when you win those. Right, right. Yeah, a little bit of friendly, uh, the, um, friendly competition never hurts. True. One thing that I always, uh, where you get to make a decision on what you're doing um, in the contest and it's going to be how it's judged, I, uh, I always try and take the seasonality of what's going on into account and make a beer to match that season. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that that ends up playing well. Like yeah. Don't make a heavy bourbon barrel stout in July. It's just not going <laughs> to. Well, <laughs> may, maybe, though. Maybe. Just you, okay. you might get your ass kicked by the brewed IPA. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, in addition to Sons of Liberty, I actually have a, a website that I created not too long after I started brewing called Beerborg. Uh, dot com and I've got a forum there with like 700 people on it um, and uh, one of the things that we were doing early on was we would do collaborative brews is uh, two people randomly picked from the from the uh, forum would create a recipe and then they would both brew it and then send each other their version of it and uh it was a really good opportunity for uh, recipe creation and um, to see how the beers differed based on the brewing method or the way that people brew. Um, hmm. And that really worked out really well. You know, unfortunately people, you know, kind of get away from it and it kind of went to the wayside, but it's something that we were looking at re resurrecting. I just threw it out there, uh, posted the link to found it. It looks like it's up. So, yeah, that's cool. We'll check that out. Yeah. No, I, um, one thing I really like about joining a club, I've, uh, I'm not from here, but I've lived here about 15 years, is, um, you get to make friends. I've, I've made a lot of close friends. Uh, you know, homebrewers tend to be a pretty reliable group of uh, people. Uh, we don't have just guys, <laughs> even though it feels that way sometimes. Uh, one of our members just had a baby last week, so she, awesome. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, pretty great. We're all excited uh, for them, but um, yeah. So it's 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 a good way to make friends in your community if you haven't uh, if you're yeah. transplant to that area. And I don't know about everybody else's clubs, but uh, you know ours skew heavily. We got a lot of engineers, but we got some culinary people and things like that. So. People tend to drift to clubs that have more like sciency interests too, and stuff like that. Sometimes I've, I've, uh, we we have people that come to our club that like sometimes just brew mead or just brew wine or just ferment foods and uh, like a, I, uh, I don't want to. Um, I, I guess there's, I mentioned it earlier in the, in the, the show too, but like sometimes there's like a little bit of a stigma maybe with like even joining a club to begin with. Cause it's like, you know, <laughs> it's a bunch of strangers. Right. So like, how do you, how do you guys feel about that? Like, do you do anything to try to like welcome new members? Like when you have a club event or. Yeah, typically I guess Lee, if I could touch on that, we, uh, all of our meetings, we typically would have a meeting uh, once a month or a monthly meeting. Once a month, we'd have at Liberty Street meet in their upper hall. And then the next month, we would try to meet off-site somewhere, whether it be a member's house for a brew collaboration, uh, another brewery that would welcome us, um, 
some other event of some sort just to not put all the burden on Liberty Street to host us, but also to get us out there to talk to other brewers, other facilities, and uh, see what they do. Um, do Q and A with other brew, you know, brewmasters at the other breweries, things like that, um, and uh, this and that. We'd also do like a pinball club thing once a year. But each uh, each uh, meeting at Liberty Street, we would uh, welcome guests to come in there, um, primarily due to the uh, the uh, liability stuff. Going into another brewery without a, a paid member wouldn't be covered under our liability insurance. So. We typically do that only at the Liberty Street meetings, and uh, typically, first off, I think we like first or second on the agenda, we would basically ask if any new members or guests were in the crowd, and they are allowed to visit. People are allowed to visit. I think up to three times per year of the club before them being like required to join or take two months off, I believe, before showing up again. So you can really show up and meet, come to the meetings and share beer and things without ever joining. But uh, we really kind of hope to, you know have them join or, you know, don't come back for a couple of months just because it's not just a beer drinking event, you know, it's of yeah, yeah. <laughs> home brewing, educational, sharing ideas, things and that. But uh, we did at the first part of the meeting, we'd open up the floor. Hey, any, any new members here or visitors, you know, Hey, do you mind standing up and telling us about yourself, where you're from, what's your, how long you've been brewing, what style, what's your methods, uh, all grain, intermediate, whatever, give them time to speak and welcome them, you know, or thank them for visiting. And then, uh, you know, and then go on with the rest of the meeting. Yeah. I, I know a lot of our people that watch the show are, are, are home brewers or in the brewing community. So they probably know, but if anybody does pick this up on the side, you know, there are rules and regulations and shit that we got to follow as a club, you know, it, it's not just show up and, and get wasted or free beer. Or, right. Uh, you know, right. I think, you know, we have limits on how much we can pour and, uh, you know, who we can serve to and we have to carry insurance. So, so if you right. are not a homebrew club member, just be aware of that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, of, uh, games. yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people, uh, would probably see through the AHA website, like find a club or things like that. They could search by their location to see if there's clubs in their area, you know, to join or visit to see if they're interested in joining. There's a lot of clubs in that index that I'm not sure exist or aren't just a couple guys in their garage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Close outside. Yeah. I went through that a couple years ago for MHF. I was emailing every single club in Michigan through that website address trying to determine you know interest from michigan <laughs> clubs and i had like 17 kickbacks of that weren't doesn't exist, doesn't exist. yeah so but uh, i sent them that up that that if the aha sent them hey this, these clubs i didn't get the reply so maybe hey they might not be valid anymore but you know just be weary if it's an aol address yeah yeah, but I would do detective work and or check the website. Website was active or whatever, but I didn't know or Yahoo. Much. Yeah. yeah, I think that learn how to brew, <clears throat> learn how to homebrew day is a a big thing too. We, uh, I don't, David, did did we do anything last year specifically for that? I know Bell's does something every year, and uh, I feel like we had some talks with maybe Nick at one point in time about doing some sort of collaboration thing, but. I, I, uh, there's a few breweries that tend to organize with homebrew clubs to, to do something like that. And I think, uh, we don't have a whole lot of influence, honestly, as a club, like you only have your own sort of internal sphere of influence, but a brewery posts something on Facebook that says, Hey, we're going to brew beer with you guys. Like, like come out and see how it's done. Um, it's a big thing. 
So, yeah, we, yeah, we, we've 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 had a couple of collabs with um, yeah, with local breweries. Um, I've got one of the breweries in town who he's actually they've actually stopped emailing me now, but they used to they were emailing me every every other month to basically say, "Someone, when are we going to get together and do something?" So I need to uh, I need to follow up <laughs> with that. Um, when the world isn't crazy anymore. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. Speaking no, of, we've had. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say is uh, we've for a while there we were doing like weekly Zoom things right at the beginning of this because people, you know, people were bored and just needed needed somebody to talk to, and um, we were getting people, people new <laughs> we we were getting new people to show up to those meetings that that probably would have never shown up in person, mm-hmm. and um, so that was you invited us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, that's that's definitely true. But we invited you guys because we like you guys. <laughs> but that, that's a, that's a good segue. What else have you guys been doing to, to deal with this shit during this pandemic? I mean, you know, is, is it just been Zoom, or has there been anything else that you've been able to do? Or we're trying to um, do an in-person distance thing uh, outside somewhere. Um, I kind of I, I felt it out there. I'm like, hey, you guys want to get together July 8th? And I got a lot of people that are like, no, I'm out of town. And nobody was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It's like, okay, we'll try again later. Yeah, we haven't we, we haven't done much as a club. Uh, you know, I I tried to throw out a video chat, uh, video conference type thing out there a couple times. We got maybe half dozen people to join it but uh you know we we really haven't gotten we really haven't had much meeting time um this last monday was the only a a week ago uh was the only time that we actually met as a club um during the pandemic so has uh, anybody done any I, we talked about doing like some beer trading or uh beer ferrying to to do some you know, I think that's, that, so I'll, I'll bring this in. You know, one of the things I love about the club is, is being able to take my beer there and share it and get the feedback. And that's, that's missing. And so, you know, we've talked yes. about, do we, uh, we did big brew virtually, um, together and that was cool. And then, uh, the guys that, that brewed that, they got together in a parking lot and kind of everybody got to trade. I didn't get to go to that cause I was out of town or something. I think that day, but, um, they got to trade the beers that they that we brew together on site to try that stuff. But I, I'd like to do some more of that, you know, especially it seems like Whitmer's ramping this back up. So we might be uh, in isolation a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, in, in Kalamazoo here, we have a, like a, a local Facebook group. It's called Kalamazoo Beer Enthusiasts. And probably, I think it was Friday or Thursday or something. I, I made a post and was like, it's cause, cause I have a ton of beer right now and I don't have anybody to drink it because I I'm used to sharing it with everybody and I don't want to drink all that beer by myself. And I'm just leaving on my doorstep. Yeah, well, I mean, that's basically what I did. I made a post. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to bottle up uh, six different four packs of beer. Does anybody want any? And uh, with in probably like 40 minutes or something, like I had had them all claimed and drove around all of Kalamazoo and Portage and Vicksburg and dropped them off. And I, I made, you know, six new friends, basically a couple, actually a couple I already knew, but you know, it's just like, a, I don't know, brewing beer, like makes you friends, right? Who doesn't yeah, love right. beer sort of. So I, 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 took a road, <laughs> I took a road trip to Arizona and rented a Ford uh, Fusion 
and I had every nook and cranny of that car filled with beer for people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, uh, I, I've. I've I was I was traveling a lot during the first the or first part of the year. So when COVID hit, I didn't have a lot of beer to to, to trade and stuff. But I've watched, um, I've watched uh, you know Brian go around and share his beer out and and other people in the club. And I've been really pissed off that I haven't had enough. And then <laughs> I, I finally brewed a keg and I, I got it ready. And I I kind of told a few people. And next thing you know, that keg blew like a week later. So <laughs> you know you know one thing that happened with us is. Uh, we switched breweries that we were meeting at, and then uh, our town here, we do a summer weekly or monthly, monthly, first Wednesday of the month, which is when we meet, they do in the summer a rock the block, and they shut down the streets and have an outdoor concert. And uh, they were like, uh, sorry, guys, you can't meet here because, you know, we need the space. And uh, which was actually the really a really fabulous thing because what it did is we – started doing backyards and barbecues at, in the summer. And it's like, this is what we should, should be doing yeah. here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I have an invading cat. We, we got a guy, we got a guy that, um, you know, is in the, a lot of wild game and stuff. So he's, you know, brings elk burgers for everybody and stuff like that. And Oh know, yeah. Mm, some good, good eats. So just calling. I just saw something pop up in chat. I'm going to call it out. It looks like we got Larry. Uh, Sandy loves seeing some upper hand. <laughs> so Larry, I'm actually on my way up to the UP in a couple of days, and I'm hoping to swing through upper hand. So uh, oh. I I'm going to, you know, I, I want to mule some back for my buddies, but I just found, or they just <laughs> they announced that they're going to start distributing down here. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. They did? Man. Yeah. Yep. Last week they announced they're going to they're gonna start distributing uh, Yeah, like Thursday or Friday the they announced yep. it. Yeah. Now that they put the beer on the truck after it comes and drops off bells up there. There's my my uh, selection from the last time up there, but oh, oh I, nice. I'm reversed. Yeah, no, I see. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, it's good. On the screen, yeah. This one's, <laughs> uh, I don't know. This one might almost be like the, their version of almost a double hearted. I don't know. But uh, four packs available, UP. If they come down here, make sure you pick them up. Oh, there it is. They are September. They're going to be distributing oh, down there. Here. Is. I think I saw a post like uh, they were in Traverse City or something. They're slowly making its way down or something. I don't want yeah. to. I don't want to call it out and make lies. So we're we're heading up to. Um, my wife and I with some friends. A couple of friends were heading up to Pictured Rocks. They're Painted Rocks. Pictured Rocks. Picture Pictured Rocks. Rocks. Picture Rocks. Next week uh, or Friday, and that was that's why I was saying it's like man, I just. I was there two years ago, you know, and the only brewery up there was really like Upper Hand and uh, Tequamanon, and and now there's Hereford you know, and Hops. Hereford and Hops was in Escanaba. They've been there quite a while. It's like a steakhouse slash brewery. But I was talking to Deb at Tagabrew, and she's talking about um, you know quite a bit of, of new breweries that she's picked up up there, and so I'm looking looking forward to the trip. You know, yeah. definitely gonna hit yeah, there's, uh, there's Beam and something I think, and uh, Beam and Barrel, Beam and Barrel, Barrel, and. Uh, Black Stuff Rocks and Keweenaw and uh, what else? Yeah, they I, were, know, I, I went through and tried to follow every brewery in Michigan. I went to the Michigan Brewers Guild page and went and tried attempted to follow every brewery in Michigan on Facebook, just <laughs> as a study of of like social media marketing campaigns. Sure, and it, it's interesting how few actually really use that free tool. I mean, free in a way. Uh, 
you know, tool to market themselves. Because, you know, I just saw what Holmes did in terms of marketing. And, you know, Holmes has got a very distinctive marketing campaign. I don't know if you guys follow that out there in Kalamazoo since you're out of the area, but um, yeah. But yeah, the uh, it seems like the stuff that people are searching for on the internet and waiting in line for are the places that have that good marketing campaign. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, they also have decent beer. Let's be honest. They do. Yeah. Oh, you're, not, you're, not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna do it with garbage beer. I mean, right? I got no complaints. But it's some. Yeah, it's nice to nice to if they could find an easy way to market, and not have to uh, you know depend on a distributor who may or may not be looking out for their best interests. You know, right. but yeah, that is always disappointing when you do some beer tours and you walk into a place and they got four beers, and it's like yep. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but still, they're all good. But yeah, they're all good beers, obviously, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With, so all the, with all the breweries that we visited through our uh, through the Sons of Liberty meetings, uh, I think most of them have been pretty damn good. Um, there's a few that you know we visited early on when they started, and it's like you know they're still working out kinks, and yep. you know they they they've got some learning to do. I, I'm um, convinced a lot of that's water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That and, the bakery, water. that and the bakery in the next room over. <laughs> <laughs> so. You mean bakery? <laughs> but uh, yeah, just scale a lot of them starting up. Uh, we're home brewing now, just scaling up the recipes, things like that. But we always had like a, you know questions when uh, when uh, visiting a brewery. The brewmaster, hey, one of the questions always seemed to be, hey, what are you doing with your water? But uh, seems most of them were on the Detroit city water, which is pretty good in the first place. But still, to uh, get the chlorine out, things like that, what are they? What are they doing to uh, uh, address that? Or are they we, changing it preach style? Who knows? We may have yeah. some people watching, you know, that that don't really understand like what you're talking about. So why why is water so important? What what's going on? Oh, so. Um, I'll I mean, I mean, I mean we, could, we could go on forever, probably. But <laughs> David said uh, like something about working in the lab. Right, uh, I'm sorry. No, Nothing well, like basically, putting you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. The what are the four basic ingredients of beer? Boom. You got what? Yeast, hops, barley, and water. Right. Right. So, so the four ingredients and uh, the the most the most abundant source or most abundant ingredient in your your brew is water, right? So typically your Detroit brew water or excuse me, your Detroit city water. A lot of people have seen the water reports that are free online, or you probably receive one each year that gives you ideas of things that are in your water that typically are basically health related. Uh, make sure there's nothing uh, you know bad for you in there in terms of uh, you know chemicals or environmental microbes things like that but then uh to typically the water report won't have all the ingredients that you're you know concerned about as a brewer and um uh i'll have to reference my how to brew oh, manual here to, uh, one, right? <laughs> 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 but uh as you know i mean i know what, you don't have the water book on hand early on like i was brewing i you know, typically i'll start off I'll, i've been using uh distilled water as of late myself starting off with distilled and adding things simple like calcium carbonate for my ipas or 
starting off with uh, reverse osmosis water for my mash and then going with uh, city tap water for my uh, 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 what do you call Sparge, excuse me. Mm-hmm. That's a big word there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> another thing. Yeah, another beer. <laughs> but uh, I know a lot of people who are out there say, "Hey, I really like to get, I uh, like that Guinness, the one they make overseas." You know, how do I make that Guinness? It's like, well, first you have to jet over there and get yourself ten gallons of that pond out back <laughs> that's got that duck swimming around in it, you know, and uh, whatever else because that's their water source. So whether they treat it or not, we don't know. But so if you're gonna try to make a, a beer that uh, matches a certain brewery's beer. You have to really sort of tinker with your, tinker with your water to get your profile the same as theirs. And there's books written on them. I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody here has probably seen them and referenced them right. uh, about uh, water chemistry. And uh, as home brewers, you can get as crazy about it or as simple about it. And yep. I guess I choose a simpler route. There are some free apps out there. I believe some uh, free uh, spreadsheets available through, uh, I think, on the Internet that would help you manage your water. But, again, that's as far as the homebrew wants to take it, there is multiple sources to help you. Uh, simple free apps. Well, uh, you know, like, uh, there's some pro- um, apps out there you can purchase for download. I guess I don't, won't say any particular ones from promote anything without, you know, rece- receiving a kickback. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, obviously chemistry is a very, water chemistry is a big part of your beer. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of you know, evolved out of the, the water that was available. Right. I yeah. mean, sure. you know, uh, yeah, yeah. the English bitter and, and, Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, Pilsner and and tons of beer came out of the water yeah. styles. You know. But to to take it back uh, to take Ooh. it back to how homebrew clubs can assist with that, like you know, we we uh, in Keepers uh, the you know uh, out of the out of the kitty we bought one of the the water testing kits, which we have available to uh, to paid members so they can that they can test that they can test their own water so they can get a it's you know it's a it's a rudimentary. Um, uh, water report, but they can, you know, they they can get their own numbers. And as part of that, I've been I've been collecting a spreadsheet of all the results. So I can I can I, I could probably almost map the Kalamazoo area to see how the water yeah. changes. Well, it's funny. It's you know, it's listen to different things, and you know, you got areas of the country where they got four different sources of water for the municipal feed, and so depending on the day, their water is different. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. you got a shallow ground well, and if it's rained a lot, it's going to change. So, you know, the brewers around here that have wells have to go RO or distilled because I mean, just, but the uh, the city water that comes from, you know, the the Marshall Shale is is excellent for brewing. See, I'd, I'd flip that around because you know, I, I I'm a I feel like I'm a I'm not trying to boast, but I'm a relatively okay or decent home brewer, and I brew with <laughs> you got a few my, metals. With my artesian well water, uh, which is amazing, and I I fully believe that as soon as I sell this house and move and have to start using some actual city water, I'm going to become a shit brewer overnight. It's just the way it is. I I brew the great beer that I brew because of my water. It took me years to become a shit brewer, so overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and then on the flip side, like we just talked about in uh, in our in our keepers meeting last night, I read a post on on the uh, from a business in Portage, Michigan. It talked about Portage added a new well, and so they were like over treating everything. And uh, I, I'm also a fish keeper, a reef keeper, a marine 
uh, oh, okay. Tank. And and uh, there were posts out there about all these people losing their fish um, because Portage Adam knew well, and they were overchlorinating the system, and they were you know combating to bring oh the levels gosh. back down. And you know, we have a, another really good brewer in the club uh, that brewed a beer for for Homebrew Fest a few years ago, and uh, it's a great beer. Uh, uh, you know, we've had it before; it's it's amazing. Uh, he brewed it real fast before Homebrew Fest. We brought it at two fest. We tapped it, and it was like drinking pool water. And I'm texting him. I'm like, "What the hell happened?" And he's like, "Portage flushed the uh, hydrants." Or yeah, that, you know. do, you guys, do you guys use Campton or anything to uh, dissipate the uh, treatment? I, well, I, again, I have the amazing well. So and I, and I, I use our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, I've done yeah. Campton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I when I do use city water in Livonia here, I do use Campton. Um, when I typically I use it for my sparge, um, just to bring back some of those uh, nutrients. As I've read, the yeast will need. So again, I'll mash with uh, distill the reverse osmosis, but then I'll sparge with uh, city water that's been treated with Campton. Yeah, help the chlorine drop uh, out. Like uh, Kevin Penn used to live here in the city too, and he moved out to the country. And he's like, you know, I'm brewing this Kolsch. Can I come over and get ten gallons of water? You're like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, it's just not, it's just not going to turn out unless I have you know city water for this thing. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's about that's about all I know on uh, well, what I don't know on the chemistry. But yeah, big well, big, uh, big Well, thanks, Jeff. I thanks for the education. I mean, yeah, water. No, is, I, I didn't mean I didn't mean to go down that uh, rabbit hole. I don't know if I call it. I don't have a call. <laughs> <laughs> but, I did pretty well then. I did pretty well. So I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and and you're locked kind of. If you're a, um, you know, you're an extract brewer, you should probably use distilled water because right. if they didn't. I don't know what they're using at the, you know, malt house to make that extract. But if they're not right, filtering right. the water, you've got a concentration of minerals in that malt extract yep. that you already have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. And if you read, if you read Scott James's book as well, he says, uh, he says there's a lot about some, even some of the, um, the hops and the yeast and things like that. That there's a, you know, just just by washing them that they'll, or, or no, no, rather by by the malt houses. Uh, you know, because obviously you have to add the water to the to the grains to to malt them. Sure, he said that there'll be there'll be residual um, uh, uh, minerals and stuff on that as well. So if you think that you know that you're building up something from RO, you need to at least consider that there may be residual um, uh, uh, minerals on your on your grains as well, on your malts as well. To add right, to that, the right. people that, that might be asking why there would be um, there's there's pH targets probably that they're they're looking to reach right um, yeah. as far as mashing goes. So they're probably <laughs> they're probably adding at least something into their mash before they create that wort and then dehydrate it. All right, who's oh stabilizers? Yeah, 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 or or the stabilizers or something, right? Yeah, yeah. To, to get it into into a range that's uh, the most efficient for what they're uh, gonna do. Uh, yeah, so they dehydrate a, a lot of us that have a good control on this process have given up on checking gravity and any of that stuff and just like <laughs> we're making beer like just right. f it like forget it like we're just making beer yeah yep yep, yep. it's the it's the relax don't worry i have a homebrew thing it's like, it's like it if your fermentation stalled like what what are you gonna do about it right like what are you really gonna do about it probably you're just gonna drink it there's always corn sugar <laughs> I mean, I mean, Kevin says you can add Bino, but I mean, yeah, yeah, alpha amylase in there, right? If you, yeah. you really want to dry your beer out, I mean, 
I, I think that's one of the greatest things about being like a go home. It's it's like cooking basically, except you get to get drunk afterwards. Well, um, I, like <laughs> <to> say, <laughs> I like to tell people what I like about it is uh, beer is infinite. You sure. know, your your combination of things it just it's infinite possibilities. Sure. Oh yeah. You know? So yeah. that that's a good segue. We're trying trying to bring it back on track with the homebrew clubs. Which, you know, if we've proven anything, you know, Brian Jordan and I over the last few weeks is uh, we get off to- topic quicker than shit. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to keep you back on topic. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You know, we 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 throw out a uh, show on IPAs well, and wind up talking about fucking winter vices yeah. and stout <laughs> for you know fifteen twenty minutes. So trying to bring this back. Where was I? Uh, Fuck, I don't remember. Uh, no, no. So I, I, I listened to a, a Brewlosophy podcast the other day, and they talked about having, um, you know, some of the homebrew clubs they've been in having, uh, you know, like a tune-up corner or a, a BJCP. You know, if you have a member in your club that's a, a BJCP shirt that your members can bring your clubs to. Do you guys, any, any of you guys do anything like that? Because it really sounds neat to me. Um, we don't have the BJCP, but, you know, we started to do the, um, the featured beer where one person you know, one person brings a you know brings a a, a growl of their beer and they stand up and they talk about it and they answer questions so you don't get the full BJCP feedback but you get you get a good like 5 10 minutes to talk about it and then get feedback and just have have these little side discussions and do a, like a like a just a quick verbal presentation about it yeah, and, 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 you know, again, back to my role in the club is I do try to, you know, put myself out there, and I know David does, and where we'll try the beer and give feedback, honest, open feedback. I, I know one of the challenges, one of the challenges to drinking, giving your friends homebrew is uh, to, to get that open feedback. You know, you, you give, you, you know, you give your but, your best buddy a bottle of your, your swill, and he's going to be like, yeah, I love it, man. It's great. You know, but that's not helping you. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so I preach that at, at, at the, the meetings, and, and we try to get together and, and do that. And you're, David's right. We do do the featured beer. I guess that ties into it a little bit. But um, Yeah, I like that idea of, of the featured beer. Yeah. So, they, you know, there's, there's yeah, there, there isn't a you – know, there's, there's never a – a particular style that they're focusing on. It's just like, you know, who's got who's got two beers that they're prepared to talk about next month. Right. And what we've we, been trying to introduce like a maybe even like an anonymous feedback, there. you know, or something like that too. Like some people uh it's it's awkward to give beer feedback, honestly. Especially to people that you really like sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and some uh, you know some people aren't very good at taking right, and some people aren't honest, good at taking it. Yeah. You know, at, at taking honest on his feedback and some of it could be that perhaps we're being too frank in our feedback. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, a, a discussion we had yesterday was the fact that you know, perhaps we don't have the, the proper um, uh, kind of odd that I've forgotten the word. <laughs> like a, like a, judging, a judging sheet perhaps, or uh, to compare the rest of the style to, or Vocabulary. There we go. That's why I said it was ironic that I couldn't remember it. Yeah. It's, it's a fact that some of us don't have the, the best vocabulary to describe what we like or what we don't like about a beer. So okay. sometimes it can be difficult to give that kind of, you know, to, or to get that feedback or even to give that feedback. Now, if okay. it's something that I'm not very good at picking up on, I might turn around and say, yeah, there's something about it. But just, it's easy. It's easy okay. to know whether you like it or not, but it's yeah. hard yeah. to say why. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. Just say yeah. if you brought it in. Hey, I I 
create a robust porter, okay, and does it meet the bitterness? Does it meet the color? Is it too hoppy? Did I miss the target there? Or, you know, so but yeah, the, I see with the brew club, the members on on hand that were more open to say, yeah, it's a bit off in this regard. You know, uh, oh, it's you know maybe could be a little more of this or it's too much that. I, I found that yeah, I mean, obviously the, the brew club members know much more than asking Joe public or my buddy, you know, who just enjoys having a six pack here and there, but uh, the people are aware of the styles and things and know, Hey, yeah, it's a little peanut or like a little, uh, we call it, there's off flavor there. So you got an infection, which is like a, you know, big no, no, but just uh, yeah. people pick it up on those things where other people might just might not know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it might be useful to have like a kind of uh, an IPA expert or a, or a start expert or whatever it is that somebody could go to and say, well, look, you know, well, yeah, not, not that I'm saying it's like, you know, let's say Jason would be the stout expert, then Jason has to drink uh, six shitty stouts. You know, no shitty beer, there's only beer that can be better next time. Right? Yeah, right. You know, at, at, at several meetings, I'm, I'm not a BJCP judge by any means. And, you know, I, I like my beer. I'd like different beers but you know at our club meetings a lot of times a, a new brewer will bring a beer in and you know what do you think about this and and you know just having been a brewer for as long as i have now you know i i can pick up on certain things but a lot of th a lot of times you know it's like i'm tasting something i'm not quite sure what it is and one of the nice things about being in a club is, and being at a meeting like that is i can go you know, I'm not sure there's something up with this beer. Let's go ask so-and-so who's a BJCP judge and see what he thinks or she thinks. And, you know, it's really nice to be able to bounce those ideas and, yeah. and kind of get mm -hmm. that round robin about a certain beer, you know, that someone brews. Because I've done that. I brought a beer in. And I'm like, there's something not right with it, but I don't know what it is. Yep. And, yep. you know, it's like in taste it and tell me what you think and, and be honest. And I think that's one of the, that has probably helped to make me a better brewer over the years is yeah. just getting that feedback and saying, what is it that's not working here? What, you know, and, you know, and, and then, okay, well, why is that happening? Why is it, you know, why are you right. having this certain flavor and then trace it back to your process and figure that out? And, you know, was it the water? Did I forget, you know, did I neglect to, to treat the water? Did I, you know, you know, not let it ferment all the way out, you know, whatever. And, and, and it's, it's really helpful. Yeah. You know, that's one of the best things that I love about going to the meetings is taking a beer, having people try it. What do you think? And sometimes I've had a beer that I thought really was pretty good. And I get to the thing and they start saying, well, it's got this, it's got that. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, I, I'm thankful because then it makes me a better brewer and I know what to watch out for next time. I remember a gentleman bringing a, a 200 clone to our club meeting and he's like passing around. I forget if he was asking if there was something wrong with it and asking questions, asking about the process. And I'm like, what was the last thing you brewed before this? And it's like, oh, I did a saison for the contest, and it's like, oh, yeah, no. yeah, you got a you got a yeast infection going on here. <laughs> you learn to clean uh, your shit. So, uh, 
So the two-hearted had quite the uh, Cezanne uh, tinge to the whole thing. And, <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with a uh, with an IPA with a bit of Brett character. I am no two-hearted uh, expert, but I can tell you this isn't two-hearted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I, but it's it's it is good feedback, Lee. It, it, when when we when we really got going in keepers, I think I started um, I started preaching to try to get people to enter more competitions because um you know I, I felt like that's the best way to get that unbiased uh you know open honest feedback right is throw your beer in and let some random bjcp judge tell you is it shit or not you know and and i've yeah. used that feedback to make my beer better for years and and so i you know i actually do a presentation on i'm brewing for competitions and it's not i mean yeah i like getting the the the, the bling and the shit like that and but really it's to, to get better beer and to get the, right. that feedback and trying to foster that in the club, I think, and, and, and giving the people the power to openly tell you your beer sucks, your face. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah, know, we, uh, different we haven't, sorry, Paul, you go. I've spoken enough. <laughs> Is, uh, back a long time ago, like my first got started, I, I got a, some good scores. And so I was chasing medals for a little bit not real hard, but you know, it was, uh, you could you could have the same beer in a real short period of time, two different competitions in two different states, and you could have fifteen different points differences between the judges in one state and another. You could, you could, I, but it's a shotgun approach, right? You definitely. Yeah, I guess I'm saying don't get frustrated if it, if right you get bad feedback. And no, you, I, I I do have a friend that that entered that first competition and got like really you know vague feedback and got you know, really upset by it and, you know, got jaded on the whole thing. And I'm like, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've gotten feedback that just says, this beer's good. One of the guys in our club did a new England and it went on to the second round of NHC. And you look at the score sheets and it's like, looks like dirty dishwasher and like all this nasty stuff. You think it was like disgusting. And it's like, you went on to the second round. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, so, oh, so ahead, how, David. well, the, the, you know, we've, we've tried a couple of our, um, you know, in a couple of our meetings, you know, when we have our little competitions, you know, we've tried things that would be a simple, you know, do you like this beer? You know, uh, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. You know, we even we've even had stickers where you know, you know, like a gold star or a bronze star kind of thing. Um, we did you know, that we, for a competition. Yeah, and we but we've also tried to do, you know, people getting together in a small group and doing a BJCP style type feedback um, without without being certified. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, yeah, so, so we use. So we use it like as a as a as a template at least, um, and we found successes in some of them. And um, so I'm just wondering if you know what you know if, if if you guys have found a. I'm assuming if there was a foolproof way to give structured feedback that everyone would be doing it. We do um, a simplified. Um, we do a simplified BJCB sheet for our club contests now. Yep. And I can tell you people are a hell of a lot more honest than those sheets <laughs> than they are to your face. Mm. Yeah. Do you leave them anonymous? Or no, I, yeah, yeah. We leave them on, uh, uh Sometimes people write their names on them. But, sure. Um, Optional. I, sure. I do a lot of the uh, stewarding, and I look at some of the comments, and some of them I'm like, I think some of the people are just like, 
just being nasty. Yeah, you're pissing your cornflakes, yeah. For the most part, they're positive content. They're like, they're like, I tasted this beer. There was nothing wrong with this beer. And like, there, there are people. It's like 20 points. And it's yeah. Like, so, 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 so on that point, Paul, I, I, Kevin Penn uh, put this comment earlier. It says he treats uh, a drink beer like Gordon Ramsay eats risotto at our club meetings. So you're saying. Kevin Is it just my hotel Wi Fi or was Jason really bad? No, I'm, I'm probably really bad. I remember a club meeting where Kevin Penn, I think it was Kevin Penn, maybe it was Nate, but Kevin Penn, I think, brought in a, a bunch of kimchi, and I think we were having a contest that night. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, Lee also brought up some good points. I'm looking at comments, and, and TK brings this up, too, is, you know, is is it's good to, to tell somebody that your beer sucks, but to be able to break in and, and actually find out why your beer sucks, you know, right? You know, I remember uh, we talked to Matt last meeting or whatever. A, a buddy, Matt McClellan, in our club, you know, started brewing some porters that were a little thin, um, and we talked about you know things he could do to improve mouthfeel or. You know, uh, the, the, the color and stuff like that. And he was really, he's, he's done a, I think, won a medal with it, right, Brian? David. I think so. Yeah. You know, so being able to dial yeah. in the beer like that and actually give feedback on what you can do to correct your process is really valuable part of being. Yeah. We've, yeah. We've had, we've had people that'll bring a beer in and, and take that feedback and improve upon it and then bring, bring the next version of that same beer to the, to the next meeting or the next couple meetings and, you know, and improve it. And then, you know, it, it, it's, it really speaks to, to that uh, community, having a community to really bounce things off of, you know, because, you know, if, if, if this person just took it to their, their wife or their friend or their neighbor or, or whatever, they, you know, they, they don't have the mindset to really tell them what they need to know to improve. Um, when you're talking about a, when you have a bunch of home brewers together and you're all in the same mindset and the same kind of uh, idea, it, it really helps to get people and get that, uh, get the feedback that you need. Yeah, nothing yep. feels better than having a really experienced person tell you your beer is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That all the time. Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've, had, I've had a couple where I was really happy with the beer and I thought it was really darn good. And of course, you're working the meeting, you're letting guys taste it, and you're 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 avoiding that one guy because you know he's got the, the background <laughs> and the nose, and like darn, he makes his way towards. You. Oh, let me try it. Like no, he's the beer, he's the beer prick. Yeah, we, we had a we had a gentleman uh, from another club that tasted one of our sours at at that. Uh, Lee, Lee, were you at that uh, group meeting that we had at uh, Brewery Becker? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did a three club meeting at Brewery Becker and Brady. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, well, one of the guys brought our sour from our sour barrel, and and uh, one of the guys in the third club uh, tasted it, and he's complaining, listing all these bad things about it, and. And I think at the end he said, but it is the best beer I've had in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know I, I know exactly who that was, too. And I, I think yeah. he, he might be a, a Grandmaster J, BJCB judge. But, <laughs> right. You know, um, so, <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's a, yeah, it's an opportunity to learn, and uh, we'll take you know positive uh, criticism or constructive criticism is always appreciated. Yeah. And uh, I learned a few things and uh, adjusted my my methods a bit over time. And um, you know, a lot a lot of it maybe was water based before uh, going on later on temperature controls during fermentation, things like that. Right. Get the right fermentation, but yeah, it's. Uh, you know, depending on how, you know, if you have a member come in who's relatively new and you know they're doing extract brewing, you know they're using city water, it's, oh, gosh, you're not using Nottingham, are you? But, uh, <laughs> you know, they go the cheapest route possible. You're, sure. you know, hey, you're going to get, you know, some odd odd taste and things, but expect that. And maybe down the road, you know, try something different and you'll see how the changes affect your outcome and you know, learn like we did. And, and I think that's a great point too. Like a, if you're, if you're a new brewer, <clears throat> joining a club is a great way to experience uh, progression maybe in what your beer could become because there's all sorts of skill levels producing all sorts of different qualities of beer and people bringing them and getting their feedback. And uh, you, you know, if somebody gives you their beer and it's like, Oh my God, I would pay like $8 for a pint of this. And you know, it's something that they have just, five gallons of sitting on tap at home like you can make that it's 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 just a it's just knowing how and so getting that knowledge and asking those questions and having that feedback loop like you know what was mentioned earlier is is so important yeah that's that's great so i want to give uh sons a minute to call out you got somebody asking uh they're located in detroit looking for homebrewers in the area so where are you meeting when's your next meeting well COVID-19, COVID-19, yeah, on all of us, uh, as well as the homebrewing community at large. Uh, uh, but we, we, yeah, we've had discussions about, do, we've tried to do remote meeting, uh, limited participation recently, to, uh, had a poll out there on our uh, webpage, perhaps we could hook them up with our webpage address, our website, um, www.solhbc.org, I believe, or is it .com? Com. Are you guys on Facebook too? But uh, get it posted in the comments. Yeah, and we have our Facebook page, which is really active. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, yeah, there's uh, obviously we have members just like any section of society. People are hyper concerned. People are not so concerned. People are concerned. So it's difficult to say. Yeah, we're going to have a you know social distance meeting at the park. You know, and then expect twenty five percent attendance and you know not get it so it's been tough to plan a meeting um you know especially with the you know up down cases things that have been going on the spikes and the you know positive testing things like that so we're as concerned as anybody else is about that and the last thing we want to do is somebody to get ill or make somebody uncomfortable about the environment they're being placed in so we're thinking about you know safety first and um trying to uh you know go forward so perhaps we'll do the the club uh, online meeting a virtual meeting again um hopefully as the temp- summer goes the numbers will decrease and we'll be able to meet in person again but uh, at this point it's very very hard yeah to, uh, you know do anything as uh, from a lead you know not even the presidential position role but does make a decision to say yeah we should get together when obviously it's not safe yet yeah you know, one thing we've been doing on our uh, Zoom stuff, we haven't had a Zoom meeting in a little while. I felt like people were getting kind of burned out a little bit. Because, you know, no- meetings are kind of noisy and they got a lot going on. But um, so the Zoom allows us to slow down. I've been um, 
interviewing each of the club members. We've been going through the list and talking about their background, talking about how they got started. And just I had a whole whole list of questions. So we'd spend 20 minutes interviewing a person about their background and all that stuff. And it's I just found it's a little better way to get, you know, That's cool. to know each other. Because, uh, you know, some of us have known each other for a long time and other people like right. hardly know you. And so you yeah. might find yeah overlapping hobbies in other areas and right. It depends on how long this goes for. One thing I was thinking of for our club was uh, um, like a sort of breakout rooms. Maybe uh, you have like a, a sort of forty-five minute, thirty-minute club call, and then there's predetermined rooms available after that if people want to talk about beers that they had shared with people prior to the meeting, or. Um, a question like a Q&A like a, of a particular topic or something so like like you said it's hard when it's only one person talking at a time yeah. but if you can make like a you know breakout rooms where maybe a couple people are are talking still and have it be in a club event that might be something to... yeah, yeah Facebook offers that now so yeah. oh do they really yeah. yeah yeah Facebook did rooms about uh, about six weeks ago I think oh I didn't know that that's great that sounds, yeah. that sounds about right. Zoom has it and, and I've thought about that too like you know it'd be cool if you know, if we got to the point, if we do have to do this for much longer, which we probably do have to put up with it for at least a few more months, but, you know, we've talked about getting beers passed out, you know, like, you know, I just brewed this milkshake IPA, so I'm going to maybe take 15 bottles to a central location, let people come pick it up, you know, right. and then, then maybe I can pop a room out and we can talk about it or drink it together. Um, yeah. Trying to come up with some ideas yeah. like that. Send, yeah, it's an idea. Have uh, have at least have your beers available for club members to sample and share their thoughts well, on. Well, that's that's what we did with our um our big brews because some people followed the um the the AHA competitions. Somebody just brewed whatever it is they fancy brewing. Um, I I just tried to use ingredients that I already had. I wanted it to be a true quarantine brew, so I just I I <laughs> brewed using whatever ingredients I just had knocking about the house. I didn't go out and buy anything for it. I just, I, mean, I, 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 I just raided the cupboard. Ten ounces I'm, of Magnum. I'm kind of a, uh, I'm kind of an ingredient hoarder. Yes. And so, <laughs> so I got guys like, uh, you got stuff uh, like when guys like you got stuff for black IPA and uh, or not IPA, but it was a uh, black lager. And I'm like, let me see. And it's like, yep, I got everything. Like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> So it looks like Jackson asked another question. I, I, uh, of course, he's in your area. So, sons, uh, do you guys encourage group uh, to follow your BJCP, or do you guys like the experimental beers? Do you guys really care? Well, typically, I mean, when I first started my brewing, I was doing doing, doing intermediate uh, or extract, you know, brewing, and I really enjoyed Fat Tire, you know. So I was trying to make a fat tire clone with extract, Detroit city water, and yeah, just give me whatever yeast was available. So in that case, I came close, but uh, for then you start looking at the styles, it's like, well, yeah, I could call this, you know, uh, a different beer if I tweak something or, hey, I want to bump up the ABV or I want to change the happiness. But then I got more into customizing my beers as i found myself liking more hoppy ipas and i found that my bitterness was way off the scale for some of the bjcp guidelines <laughs> but at the same time i follow the malt profile i followed perhaps the uh, the you know 
hop edition profile, you know, but uh, I take take uh, liberties in other areas to, I guess, vary on a certain recipe and uh, come up with something unique. It was good. Hey, try to repeat it. Take good notes because then if you uh, like it, you want to be able to repeat it. Yep. But uh, you know, if you're trying to enter competition, a beer for that, then I think you definitely would probably be a little more, you know, uh, concerned about the guidelines. But I've always, I mean, I'm first. I'll I brew for what I want to, what I enjoy drinking, you know. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think Jeff and I are are alike in that aspect. We brew for what we like to drink. Um, we're not as I, I'm not as concerned with BJCP as a lot of the members. Um, although, you know, it's, I encourage people to enter their beers into competitions and, and, and get that feedback, you know, that we talked about earlier. Um, But but thankfully there's an experimental category. So goddamn it. Every, every beer you brew can go into a competition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then some beer you do brew, if you're using one of the beer making apps that are available out there that you follow that to the T and you come up with, you, you use some, darker extract than what you really should have used because it was what was available well now your color is really too dark to fit that one category well hey maybe it fits this other category perfectly and you know so there you if you want to enter it under that category you probably score higher you know for the color aspect of it but it's still the same beer that you start off with basically yeah and and jason has that in his um in his uh uh, brewing for present uh brewing for competition beers no it's like you know just because you know, just because you try to brew, uh, you know, this style of beer, you know what? You've probably made more. You no, know, it, it's it's probably more. Yeah. You know, it's probably more a stout than a porter, for example. So yeah. even though even though that that intercept in the Venn diagram is so <clears> huge, <throat> you'll probably do better if you came here, or you know, don't enter it as a barrel age beer if it's a. I think it was Jay's money. Yeah, don't don't enter a barrel aged beer if it's a if it's a bourbon barrel aged beer because you'll. You know, well, that, that that was just a flat fucking mistake. Yeah, uh, but but you know that's but no you you have that you know you have that in your presentation so that's something else that you can you kind of share that knowledge as well. Yeah, and, uh, and, and yeah. also to to share the the happy accidents and then the not so happy accidents. Yeah. Basically, say this is how you can you now this is how you can basically do things better than I did when I. Uh, tripped up because I'm a clown shoe. <laughs> I did a uh, I did a wheat IPA years ago, um, with a lot of Nelson and Galaxy fermented with a uh, uh, a Belgian strain and um, and Brett, and uh, entered in a contest and that was a feedback like you probably shouldn't have put this in the clean beer con you know clean beer category. <laughs> like I think I got a 36 in the IPA category. And that was the comment, like, you probably would have won something if you put this in, in the breaded beer category. But like, Right. Well, that was my, my thing, like, David made the fun of is, is uh, you know, I, I had that the last three bottles or four bottles of of a, a bourbon barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout that was amazing that I brewed four years ago. And uh, I sent it to nationals in the wrong damn category. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so there's a huge fucking difference between 33A and 33B. Uh, you know, whether that's a barrel aged or a wood aged or no, I'm sorry, experimental or wood aged or something like that. 
But one, and, one is just oak, and one is oak that was soaked, or wood that was soaked in liquor beforehand. Yeah, oh, so, so yeah. That I, I get or, or feedback. Wine, I get, whatever. I get feedback from nationals that say, uh, you know, if I would have, if I would have uh, put this in B, it would have scored ten points higher. So, yeah, I think um, somebody's asked me advice last year. Should I enter this into the uh, IPA or pale ale category? I'm like, do both. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've done that before. Uh, I did well, yeah. I did well, we, well we in both. Yeah, my, uh, my very first uh, entry into the Michigan Homebrew Festival, I think I order, I entered a, uh, uh, a an IPA into uh, Michigan pale ale. Or, I'm beer sorry, yeah, Michigan yeah, beer I was, cup. I was sorry, gonna clarify Michigan beer sure. cup, not the homebrew festival. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> a couple beers in now. <laughs> <laughs> you, got a, you got a sensitive uh, group here, buddy. But yeah, no, I, I got gold slam is kind of taken silver and pale. It's, so it's like, yeah, yeah. No, I did it last year. Michigan State Fair started up their competition again. And I entered my stout in two categories and placed in both. So. Look at all these. Look at, I'm still sticking with homebrew. So, Dude, so here's I'm my here. home, homebrew. <laughs> oh, mine's downstairs still. Oh, downstairs. I'm four hours you know, away yeah, from my homebrew. I've got my citronella IPA in a keg in, the, in my keyser. Mm-hmm. And I had to put a shorter dip tube on it because it was, it was, there was too much sediment. <laughs> and I haven't swapped out the dip tube and it, started foaming on me so i'm like that reminds me of a, a story um <laughs> oh, here was, we go i was first reminds me of high school I'll be first, I, I did a uh, i did a uh, clone of left hand's uh, milk stout and i had gotten a ton of powdered peanut butter on clearance and i added it to the keg and you know i, I was new to kegging at that point in time and of course the keg doesn't serve so I got a new dip tube, and I kept chopping it off and chopping it off and chopping it off. <laughs> and couldn't get the, like, it never, the thought never occurred to me, just rack it into a new keg. Like, that never occurred to me. <laughs> and finally, I ended up dumping it. I'm like, I'm sure I've infected it by now. Um, but, like, yeah, it was just like, you know, the dip tube was about that long. Because <laughs> when, you, when you put, like, I don't know, four pounds or five pounds of this. <laughs> like a gel. <laughs> but like I kind of do weird stuff with everything, and sometimes it comes out, sometimes yeah, it doesn't. Don't, I ever add, add, don't ever add gelatin to your beer when racking, because that'll create a problem. Yeah. Oh, you, I, yeah. I've done gelatin once uh, in cold crashing. That's right. No, uh, it's uh, proteins. Think about your vegetarian friends. I think I, I think I used the uh, the uh, the right. Uh, Gelatin, the vegetable-based gelatin. Pectin. Mm. No, just use that. Biofine. Biofine's probably. Biofine. Yeah. I've used biofine and gelatin. They they both. Wait, 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 wait. Is, is the biofine the plastic? It's a uh, well, it's it's colloidal silicon. So. No. <laughs> go, back some, uh, go back to the lab. Go back to the lab, I will Sorry, ask the scientist a question. There you go. Well, he literally did ask me a question. <laughs> 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 I, no wait, 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 wait! Doesn't David have to add fish bladders to his beer? <laughs> oh, <laughs> powdered, um, powdered, powdered fish bladders. I just want to say thank you to Brandon for answering um, uh, Kenneth's question as well about looking yeah. for Michigan hungry. Yeah. But because Tim Lee asked for it, uh, Brandon threw the link out for AHA. So thanks for that, Brandon. Brandon is a very active member of Keepers of Craft. 
He's quite a new member as well. And and Mm -hmm. a new member, but what a great fucking brewer. Yep. Um, but no, David's are are uh, also you know as as our our president and vegetarian. I always think of that like, God damn it, I can't use gelatin. Well, you can. I just want to drink it. I just, but I want you to drink it. So, <laughs> um, no, wait, 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 wait. But but will he extend that if you made an oyster stout? Mm. Oh, I would tell him, yeah. But then I almost feel like sometimes, David, if I did that, you'd have to try it because you make me try your stupid, shitty smoked porters. So mm. I don't, no, I don't make you. I don't yeah. make you do anything. <laughs> you do it, and then you complain about it. Well, I remember that was a story. Um, whatever. I can't remember what uh, stout Victory was making, but somebody was making hot sauce and saying it was vegan, and. Uh, they ended up changing it, or maybe they were using Guinness originally, and Victory ended up coming up with a uh, changing what they were doing so they had a vegan product so they could make their uh, continue making their hot sauce. Guinness is vegan. Uh, Guinness is vegan, though. Now, Guinness yeah, vegan. after Guinness has been vegan for about three years. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, I guess veering, veering back onto the freeway from from the club, club yeah. but i think that in the, the club environment you know you not everybody knows everything but every everybody's got a chunk of knowledge that you know you might they may answer a question that you know five percent of people don't know and you know a certain portion might know it so it's just like the wealth of knowledge within the, the club uh there and then the whole brewing community on the forums the brewing forums aha forums uh whatever um New brewers, there's answers out there to uh, you know your questions, and that and uh, again, I don't know everything. Uh, I know some things. Uh, I've forgotten a lot that I used to know. <laughs> I just know I do it a certain way for a reason. I may forget exactly why, but uh, that doesn't hurt to have a, a brewing book. Maybe not this one, covered title, but that's a good a, book, though. Yeah, a, yeah, a good book to help guide you and get you started, and then uh, people people have brewed i've brewed i've made mistakes and uh, i learned from it and uh we all have knowledge to share but uh, new brewers don't be you know afraid to ask you know i, I think that's a, a great segue into why you should be in a club because you know you're right we don't all know everything but all of us know something and right uh you know i i'll i'll say like the first time i went to a club big brew day uh and watched 15 different guys brew in 15 different ways and it blew mm-hmm. my mind it's like what the fuck you know this is oh yeah well, yeah. you do it that way, and I. Why do you do it that way? And so I would say, you know, especially for Jackson, other people out there, uh, maybe kind of that, that are looking for clubs, you know, join, but be open-minded and willing to learn new things. You know, we're not. Um, there are clubs out there that are very clicky and know it all, but I don't think any of us are. Uh, you know, if we've hung out, no. we've all hung out together multiple times, and I can uh, be. Well, David, yeah. fuck David. Uh, <laughs> uh, David's also, yeah. David's and I don't great. think, I don't think, I don't believe, I don't think the clubs are cost prohibitive either to join a club. I mean, no, the hobby is. ours is maybe, yeah. is it 20, 20 yeah, bucks, 20 bucks or something? Yeah, pro yeah, rate. Yeah. If you join in, uh, what, like, what's our October is our annual date, whatever. So if you join in like May, you're half price, 10 bucks. Yeah. The rest of the club, you know, yeah. no. what's yours, Paul? What, what's well, uh, we, we just it used to be 20 and we upped it to $40. Um, because I mean, we were, we were, I, I was subsidizing a lot for Homebrew Fest good, and good point. spending yeah. a lot of money. I mean, I think last year I spent $400 out of pocket on stuff. I know, Jason, you've spent money 
out of stuff. And yeah, it depends uh, on what, yeah, what your club's involved in, what you want to do. Are you, so, are you investing in glassware for your club? And, you know, so, so, but one thing we, we started to have finally after a long time is we actually started to have equipment that club members could check out and use if they wanted to have, stuff. you know, yeah. Um, last yeah. year we, we put together, uh, three boxes that can hold five kegs that are insulated. With, oh, that's great! With all, with all the hardware and stuff. So you're having a backyard barbecue, sure. and you want to yeah. have five beers on tap. Just ask for a box, and it, it's yours. So we we upped yeah. it to just to help improve that stuff, so it wasn't necessarily right. all held in private hands. That it could be, you know. Easily I, I, I've up. threatened before. You know, if people want to borrow the club bar, they got to keep it in their garage for a few months. But, <laughs> I think uh, that's fair. I think that's fair. But I don't have a garage, so. <laughs> But no, you're you're right. But it's funny. I was listening to that Brewlosophy podcast last week, and and they they were talking about all these California clubs. They're like 40, 50, 60, you know. And and then here, you know, keepers like, well, we're charging fifteen, and and sons are charging twenty. I get forty, you know. So maybe maybe guys, we need to up our up our costs there. I'm just <laughs> well, the the problem is at the moment we've been we've been pretty tight with doing. Yeah, you know, we've you know we've been you know we we, we have some stuff available. Uh, we now have a little bit more money in the in the in the tank, so we can start to. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that Patrick's no longer on the line because otherwise he's going to start. Uh, yeah, getting angry. But yeah, clubs uh, no, better. Patrick says we're we're flooding. We're <laughs> we're, we're you know, flush for us putting flush together. with cash. You know, we're yeah, we're a young clubs. we're a young club. Yeah, you know, we we really didn't have much. Um, I don't know if we started in 2012 or 13. Um, but it was pretty small. There's only a couple people around, <laughs> but um, you know, we put together that two barrel brew portable brew house because uh, I found a phenomenal deal on on brewing vessels. I and mean, we got the uh, three stainless vessels for, th- and actually we got four stainless vessels for three hundred bucks. I mean, Jeez, shit. it had some That's hardware, nuts. but by the time we threw more hardware at it and all that, you know, all that cost money, and that kind of cleaned out our funds. So. But um, yeah, uh, yeah most how many that. how many clubs have a two barrel portable system? That's true. That's true. <laughs> that came in handy when we did that collab. Yeah, that 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 time lapse I showed at the beginning that was yeah. that was uh, Livingston's uh, that was Livingston's rig. You know, you yeah. guys got together yeah. and brewed on that, or Actually, we got to brew on it for you. Kevin brings up a good point um, uh, that he just said here is, uh, you know, we. Um, you got 12 meetings a year that you get to go drink a night for free. Like, right. <laughs> so like 40 bucks, that's not a lot for 12, 12 nights out of drinking. A, a lot of clubs too uh, have uh, affiliations with local homebrew shops, maybe too. And, and they'll offer like 10% off. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You see a lot of uh, like, uh, like uh, some of the homebrew supply shops will discount for club membership. This yeah. and that. If you have an agreement with them, uh, I know AHA's got a policy if you, uh, mm-hmm. for member discount for member brew club members. If you uh, something about I don't want to delve into too far, but uh, there are some there's some money to be saved in different areas. Yeah. But yeah, small a new club. If you're in an area where there are no clubs, hey, maybe consider searching for other brewers on the, like the homebrew talk website, whatever. There's other apps out there to maybe start a club. And um, just like we, I was involved very earlier, we had very little funding to start up. And so we did a lot of, uh, you know, scratching and clawing and uh, taking free stuff to build our bar for the MHF. 
and um, you know, now we're you know more established, you know, you know a decade in at least, and um, uh, we have some uh, money in the coffers. But what to do with it now? Do you want to invest in like club uh, club logoed wearables? You know, sell them back, just break even, just to get our members to have more wearables, more glassware, things like that, but still have a positive balance. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, just what to do with it, you know, and then uh, invest in uh, equipment things. We bought some stuff. Uh, yep. We bought some bulk uh, brewing equipment off some uh, members who are getting out, whatever, and uh, keep that on hand for everybody who might need to borrow it. And uh, yeah, it's the, you know it's not about having a huge coffer, but hey, uh, money to uh, support uh, you know your brewing efforts and help your uh, co-members uh, brew better beer. You know, yeah, yeah. that's what's all about. We, um, I will say, you know, we um, I think we had last year twenty nine beers on draft simultaneously. Oh, at, uh, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, <laughs> so so we that you know it's like well, I can ask you to tear apart your teaser for the weekend. Or you can just cough up a little more money. And yep. <laughs> we'll buy. We'll buy some stuff. You know the 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 first the first year that we got keepers to come to uh, homebrew fest. You know I I built the bar. I I didn't care. I'm like I I want this is what I want. I want to bring these guys in. I remember when you guys showed up? Yep. I built that bar. I got them. I got them to come in, and then uh, we got some interest. And then you know I think what was it, David? Two years later, I said let's build a new bar and uh had all these great ideas for it and put it out there on facebook page and then like i don't know what 15 people showed up <laughs> in my house 15, 20 people well that was, yeah. that, was the day of the, that was the day of the flood as well yeah the, yeah the flood in my basement thank, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for bringing that back um, uh, but you know they, they did that like i was super impressed i was like you know this is this is cool before i built that first bar in the garage by myself and uh, you know, but then we put it out there and, and they got people to come to homebrew fest and, and then, yeah, everybody shows up and one wells donating shanks and taps and somebody else donated tubing or whatever. It's, it's fucking great. I had a four foot folding table, borrowed jockey box and four beers <laughs> for our first year at uh, Groveland Oaks. Uh, that was our first year. The last year it was at Groveland Oaks and we looked pretty sad. I just have to say, uh, and then, but, but it was such an awesome experience for like, we, we got to come back and we got to do something. Yeah. And uh, so I built our big bar that weighs a ton. And, oh, uh, I, I, I saw you last year at 29 taps and I go back to David. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck this. We're building jockey boxes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, well, I, I saw your, I saw your, um, your glass washers. So I stole that idea for yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Our yeah. glass washer is based yeah. on yours. Yeah. <laughs> every, every, yeah. That was funny. We had, the, we had the glass washers I came up with and then the next year, everybody had glass washers. Hell yeah. We didn't follow that trend. We just do it the old fashioned way. We spit in them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't spit in them. Initially. Sons. No. The, 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 the 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 thing that pisses me off about sons is you guys cook up some food like <laughs> oh yeah I, I, i'm floating around your your bar and there's all this barbecue and hey hey that brings, I, that brings up a really good point though i mean homebrewers are are some of the most generous uh sharing people you're going to run across oh yeah mm. i mean undoubtedly yeah it's uh yeah it's nice to nice to have uh the ability to create something that people enjoy and then not well a lot of uh people who do the home brewing they're uh, avid barbecuers uh, they enjoy smoked 
products, either cheese or meats or oh, whatever. Sorry, 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 you're upsetting David. No, no, no. <laughs> no it, it, on the same thing, yeah. Not, not the not the barbecues, but but we David and I started Kalamazoo hot sauce enthusiasts. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just because of of the, the you know the, the fermented and and actually Dave, that's the next the the, the the topic of the next club meeting is fermented foods. If I get yeah. around to finishing it. If you get around to finishing <laughs> it. <laughs> it's only taken me two months so far. Yeah, I mean Kevin yeah, made I, a bunch of pickles one year, and they went over big. Oh, yeah. Kevin's pickles are amazing. Well, yeah. we've been doing, I, we've been I, I actually have to blame Jeff because it, <sighs> before we went to Homebrew Fest, and and he started uh, bringing smoked food, and he does a sausage thing too. It's like I never knew what barbecue was, honestly. I mean that stuff was just freaking amazing yeah it's nothing like yeah having a well yeah it's easy to have a smoker out there and have it it's nice to have samples of you know decent meats or whatever while people are sampling your beer hey beer pairing with your dish would be a nice idea in the future so but yeah and so so i've ended i've ended up spending money on numerous smokers over the last few years because of jeff I, I don't. I don't know the 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 guy's name in your club. That was last year. He was doing all the the corn and the pork chops and. Oh, that was Dave. Dave. No, it was. Dave, it wasn't you, Lee. I know you, Lee. But Dave, it was, Dave and it Dave and I were doing all that corn and. Yeah. Dave, Dave kept sneaking me shit. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, wait, 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 what, what kind of shit was Dave? <laughs> oh no! Like. <laughs> Yeah, there like, right. that's a bad like, question, meat. Paul. There was a lot, I had like I had pork in like four different forms that day. There was bacon, sausage, pork chops, and I think I had some uh le- uh they call it pork loin too or something. It's yeah. like I had every form of pork there was except for the uh cracklins. Yeah. But. <laughs> I just I just remember being like a deer in the headlights when uh Dave offered me something organic that I could recognize. <laughs> <laughs> organic <laughs> that could be that could be a lot of things there it was organic i'm like uh, uh, no it was no. homegrown that's for sure i'm sure it oh was. oh okay oh, yeah. <laughs> it's medicinal oh good lord i, I was gonna try to yeah but you do tend to uh we have a lot of members um uh as our, our clubs we have we have teachers you know engineers uh you know the production workers things like that all avenues of skill sets and people with different experiences but all you know have the basic love of beer and creating things then you find that along with that desire to uh, homebrew they may have a interest in gardening may have an interest in smoking meats may have an interest in you know uh, uh, fermenting cheese, things, pickles, yeah. you know, uh, cheese, things like that. So all sorts of uh, yeah. things that are along the lines of dealing with fermentation, they find that uh, there's other interests that they, they have also. And um, they'll bring those uh, things to our meetings to sample, and maybe you'll take an interest in that too, and you'll start making cheese or pickles or whatever. And, you know, yeah, like, like you need another hobby, right? But, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's honestly what they, like David and I got into the – I don't know. We connected over hot sauces, started Kalamazoo hot sauce enthusiasts. And for some fucking reason, two weeks ago, we decided to get together and eat Cal- Carolina Reaper. Oh, yeah. No, so David, I'm like, hey, I got some Carolina Reapers. Let's get together and eat those online uh, on oh, stream. 
And then, Dave, then David shows up and says, well, here's a Naga Viper. Let's eat this as an aperitif. Uh, sort of cl- cleanse the palate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just to get us ready. It did not. No. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so if you if you're if you're if you're on Facebook and you want to join Kalamazoo Hot Sauce enthusiasts, you can watch uh, David and I eat Naga Vipers and Carolina Reapers, and then one of us puke off their deck. Um, mm. Yeah, it's great. It's fucking Dockery great. Daiquiri Fountain. That's right. That's you something that uh, you guys were in like GoPros for that or something. So it's on your head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a good friend that was. I had a good friend that was willing to shove a camera in my face and film it. As I, <laughs> I, I, but I was hurling over the deck. Thumbs up. You know what? I don't regret it. I would do it again. Uh, well, we will do because I've got that. I've got that pepper mush, which will oh, fuck yeah, destroy you. You know, it's fun. It's fun working our bar because Kevin always does the uh, the alcohol infused. Oh, the ghost pepper vodka was. I think it's had uh, Carolina Reapers and crap fruit like vodka. that. Yeah. Yeah. Vodka <laughs> and bourbon and yeah, whatever. But, um, it's, I, don't, I don't know that I brought it to Homebrew Fest, but I did a, a Chipotle pepper porter. That I did, I did, a, ghost, I did a ghost pepper stash. I think you guys, you guys always have pepper beers over there. We did. Well... We had one for a couple of years there. You guys did a a gang beer that was a pepper beer, right? Yeah, we did a gang beer with, uh, the hell was it? God, that was uh, the year after the Saisons. Remember those Saisons we did? I think think you guys uh, beat us with the pepper beer, maybe. Can't remember what the heck it was now. It was uh, Habaneros. That was Habaneros, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, we, uh, yeah. Was that the mango Habanero? Yep. Yeah, mango, habanero, and uh, ginger. Yeah, something like Ooh. that. But uh, yeah, it was pretty good. But yeah, I had a had some reflux problems for a few <laughs> days after that one. <laughs> Tore me up. Remember we joke when uh, Kevin has ghost pepper pale ale or something like that. We're like, you might want to take a uh, ice cube in the outhouse with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thankfully, in, in our in our pepper eating uh, exposition last week, all of mine came out. But I was I was texting David the next day to be like, "How are you doing, buddy?" And <laughs> he's like, "Fine. What's your problem?" Eighteen hours. Eighteen hours. That's right. He knows how long it takes to go from start to finish. And one end to the other. <laughs> but I'm, basically, eighteen hours for my one for my one man human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> oh shit. Do, do you guys mind like uh we have a few questions in chat like just we, we can completely say like screw like homebrew clubs for the rest of the sure. time. If you guys still we're, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we pretty much moved away from that general <laughs> general Q&A. Yeah, so so going back like to uh like 20 minutes ago uh, <laughs> remember that 20 minutes ago? <laughs> yeah. no, they may so, not be here anymore but so me. Jackson's asking if uh, if anybody's ever done like a raw beer like a no boil beer so so last year we did a 40 hour beer uh, that we brewed at Thursday night at uh, Homebrew Fest mm-hmm. yeah, we used the uh, Kvike or whatever however we want to say it uh, yeast and uh, what, what strand did you use? Do you guys remember? Jason was saying you, you thought you used Oslo last year. He used the blend, actually. It was oh, okay. uh, uh, like three different strains that James had going. Um, I didn't even measure any of the ingredients out. I just kind of threw shit in a bucket. Uh, 
we had some uh, some of the leftover grain from our collaboration brew that was kind of like dark Munich grain. Um, I had some Empire Pilsner around. I had some uh, Super Saz hops from Hop Farms. Um, Kevin had some uh, special honey uh, that's uh, real piney. Jason had had a little bit of that. Got to check it out. Yeah, um, yeah. I did the gang beer from for uh, Homebrew Fest last year was. Uh, one of the options was no boil. So we did a no boil and we yeah. did a strawberry milkshake. Um, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to follow up and explain that for a sec too. Cause like, uh, so uh, every year for the Michigan homebrew festival, there's a gang beer challenge, which is basically yeah. like a homebrew beer that the club club uh, yeah brews together at least yeah. three members i think yep. yeah yeah the idea was to get at least them. at least three members to participate in the brew and then yeah. uh guidelines were initially to you know hey you gotta brew with uh, this a group of li- agree ingredient from this group ingredient from this group ingredient from this group just try to get people together try new things and then whoever whichever club won that particular year would then decide the guidelines for the following year. Right. And there's and, some uh, special rules to it. And like you said, uh, no boil was one last year, uh, boiled over a fire, I think was one. Yep. Um, ferment with pop rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or not ferment. Carbonate. Carbonate, 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 carbonate with pop rocks. rocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get the pop rock truck backing up. Doot. Dude, I, I just ordered that shit online in bulk, man. It's, uh, you know, really, I don't know who came up with that, but damn it, it's just priming sugar, you idiots. I mean, so, we, so easy. Okay, so, so that was our club. <laughs> we, had, we had won the year before, and uh, so we wanted to, to mix it up because it had been the same for a couple years. Like, you had to have, like, uh, what was it? It was like a spice or a leaf, a root or a bark. Yep. And like a fruit or flower. Fruit or a fruit or yeah, flower. And so we wanted to mix it up. So we added like a bunch of weird multipliers on that, like no boil and like spittle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chicha. There, there Chicha. Were a few that we rolled out. Oh, one was, that yeah, one was like one was like uh found water and we decided with PFAS that would not be a good idea. Found water. <laughs> yeah, off the runway. <laughs> so, so we had to mix a few, but we threw out a bunch of like wacky things just to to make it interesting. And um <laughs> Yum. And then we um and then I I I came up with the uh you know I I, th- I feel like you had to have ingredients that matched up with the uh first three letters or acronym of your club name. Yep. So mm, just that's as, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just as a, a wacky, wacky thing to make it different. Yeah. So we had um, spit loogie and what I'm glad I wasn't judging. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think yeah. We, had, we had chicha listed as one of the beer styles you could do. Yeah. I believe it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So the whole thing, yeah, was ultimate gang beer. If you chew it all up together, (laughs) yeah. That doesn't go over well in this age of COVID, though. (laughs) Yeah. So the whole thing. So I think the whole thing was yeah to basically encourage people to brew with other individuals and try things they had never done before, and say, hey, yeah, you know. Yeah, and then people had experience; they may not have stuff like that. And you know, the first, we had some beers that were actually pretty darn good. 
You know, so it's well, uh, it's nice. Jeff, you, Jeff, you were the like you were the originator of the gang beer. I mean, Sons yeah, of well, Liberty was really doing a gang beer before we made it a competition. Yeah, a, a club collaboration. Uh, what do you call Mash, whatever club collaboration. Everybody came in. Oh, I got ten pounds of hops I haven't used right. in five years. Throw those in. Yeah, Here's the a, yeah, garbage the brown beer. sugar. But then this really, you know, say hey, let's use some fresh ingredients and you know. Hey, try something you haven't, but uh, made an official, and we got that trophies out there now adorning somebody's mantle somewhere. Uh, we got to enjoy it at the house for a little bit. It was Branch, Branch, Branch area Brewers, and, and, Brewers. and, and Brewers. They, were, they were they were like the the least populated club last year, and they killed it. They brought some darn good beverages mm-hmm. though, and uh, that that gang beer hit it. That's I think Brand, Branch Area Brewers is just like Corey, I think is his name. Corey, yeah, that's yeah. Yep, yep. last time we have to look it up, but yeah, they uh, they really brought it last year. And, you know, I mean, so obviously the size of your club does not mean, you know, size how, does not matter. You <laughs> I like it to say going. we pushed above our weight. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, it was a nice little option out there to, uh, you know, uh, feature to, you know, a beer uh, competition. Which is not within any sort of BJCP, whatever. You know, I think we had an alcohol, you know, had to be at least 6.5 or something. And then besides that, it was open game. So, <clears throat> might have even been eight last year. Was it was last was year it? the Imperial I mean, version, I think? Oh, I, could have been. I, 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 no, I think so. Yeah. I think, thing, I think you guys did that. I'm pointing at Paul. Yeah. 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 We, we uh, don't have the document. I think Imperial was an option. Like, thanks, Lee. Yeah, but um, you know, I I learned did learn something. I think our first year is don't first put your beer up on draft for judging right after the dirty thirty. Oh, good point. <laughs> good point. Can you explain the dirty thirty for all the uh, uh the you know people I, that are going to attend next year? I didn't witness the dirty thirty that year that uh, Kevin beat the uh, giant lumberjack, but uh, but I caught Kevin after he beat the giant lumberjack. I forget his name. What's his name? Uh, Ginger Hagrid? Ginger wrong. Hagrid, yeah. I don't know. What <laughs> I, his name's wrong. Ron. Ron something. No, I can bother with surnames. His name's was wrong. That the, uh, was that the end, the champagne incident? Champagne was the year before. I, I think I oh, think somebody man. did have champagne from what I heard, but I don't know if it no, was. No, but that, that wasn't. That was Sean. Sean got the champagne and fucking killed the champagne splint and then walked behind oh, the fence and puked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we were going to take we had those little those dill pickle juice little like the four little double oh, shot yeah, yeah double shots yeah but then yeah, we were going to take like go in the power store by like you know by like one one uh quick awake whatever thing and say oh we're gonna throw it in the bottom and hide behind your back and throw all the pickle juices in the bottom <laughs> same size when 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 sean, when sean pulled that 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 bottle of champagne like i think we were all telling him like shake it and pop the cork you know and throw half of that fucker out you know La- launch the ss launch it. Right. <laughs> right but instead he gently did it and and did god damn i think um, down. i think kevin got a uh got a, a starbucks coffee or something and uh that like killed him so, so for the for the uninitiated Oh, Brian's got to explain it. Yeah, I I, I just I, I want to make sure everybody's on the same page. No, so the Dirty Thirty. It's a it's a it's a Michigan Homebrew Festival ritual. Happens what a sun is it Saturday morning usually? Saturday. Saturday. Well, I think at, at one point in time it was on Friday night. Okay. 
And then it moved to Saturday. But then nobody uh, woke up in time for yeah. Saturday morning. So. <laughs> you, can, uh, you, can, you can bring a beverage or some people bring multiple beverages and you <laughs> stick them in a cooler blindly. And once yeah. everybody has their beverages in the cooler, uh, people get called upon to essentially drink Chug them against each other. Yeah, you reach into the cooler eyes. and you grab something. And you pop them open, and, and down it goes, it. and you get to pick out your next people. Yeah. So, so I thought it was great. I think it was <laughs> last year. I took a Pliny bottle, oh. and I filled it with uh, a Pliny bottle. I, I, I took a Pliny <laughs> bottle and I filled it with Habanero Sculpin. <laughs> and uh and I put it in the, the, the in the dirty thirty. And somebody like I remember I don't remember who it was. Somebody walked up to it and saw it and they were all excited and then they were like, No, that's not the right cap or something. Like they oh. caught on before it even started. And then we get through the whole dirty thirty. Nobody pulled that bottle. <laughs> and and at the end of it, you know, they, they took out like the last three or four or five, six bottles, whatever, and set them on the table. And I was trying to watch, like, you know, did anybody go and get it? And I missed it. At some point, somebody walked up and saw Pliny sitting there, <laughs> and opened it, and drank that fucker and got a mouthful of Habaneros. <laughs> I, th I, think, I think the key is knowing that like a 12-ounce can won't have too many terrible surprises in it. Oh, yeah, everybody, everybody goes for yeah. the cans. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's trying to kill you with the can. Yeah, I I did the dirty thirty last year, and oh, I had well, trouble waking up on well, Sunday. Yeah. What was that Founders beer, DKML or whatever? The four. Yeah, I like yeah. that beer. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the liquor. Liquor. Yeah. Somebody had put a bunch of those in there. I think a couple of years ago. Oh. That should be considered a hate crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we've uh, uh, we've officially crossed into our longest show ever. Just hanging out with you guys. Uh -oh. uh, are we past the Are we past the educational section? No, I, don't, I, I don't give a shit. You know, we, yeah, we can go as long as people want to, you know, drink or whatever. No, we still got people watching. So yeah. uh, this has been yeah, it's been great. Thank you guys for coming out. And I'm not trying to close the show. Just I just want to say thanks. No, I'm glad I was actually yeah, able to make it. I thought us, I was going to be. Hey. Hey, I got I the, the day off that. tomorrow. It's not like I got to go to work. <laughs> 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 I got one more day and I'm taking uh, 12 days off. That's why, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm going up north paddling next weekend. And then uh, is that the paddle for pints week or no, I don't I don't think so. I think it's something like that by Travers, a paddle for yeah. pints, but probably canceled right now. But oh well. but so we so we bought this package two years ago at uh uncle ducky's paddling village or paddle michigan whatever it was and, and we've done it before and it's great and, and but then COVID hit and i thought oh shit they're going to cancel on us and then mm -hmm. and then you know whitmer opened up uh the up and and they pretty much emailed us and said you know show up fuckers so we're going uh we're going to paddle. And that exact verbiage too yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should be safe i mean we'll be kayaking on lake superior it's not like we're going to be hugging uh it'd be nice it'd be nice and fresh if covid could, could survive in that water good luck to yeah, COVID, oh. it's nice <laughs> and fresh hey jason what? yeah since we're uh we're talking about homebrew fest do you want to show the uh the time lapse of Homebrew Fest, the 71 seconds of Homebrew Fest? Yes. 
I I'm will. Like, Wait, what is this? You can you can oh. see. Uh, I did a was, time lapse of our booth, and then yeah. there's like oh, there's like this, yeah. and there's a good chunk of it where I'm like leaning on the bar too. Isn't yeah, it? that's that's during <laughs> yeah, the like, like, oh, the, like, like five seconds of the second. Jason was leaning on a lot of bars last year. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, I, I do it because I love you all. I brought like. 34 sour bottles out. Jason brings some Arc Light stuff that wasn't even, I think, released yet out. Yeah. And it was good fun. Here goes. All right. Yeah. So, All right, so it looks like uh, Saturday morning there. Yeah. The, the yep. table set up for the um, home the beer cup uh, presentation. Yeah. And here's fixing the bar. There's only a couple of people at the festival. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a solid, uh, solid event. So this is this is nine hours and seventy one seconds. So, yeah, this is great. Those are all the syrups that you had to go in your different uh, Berliner vices, right? Right. That, yep. That yep. Top yep. Of the bar? Yeah. Oh, those were the cool. uh, the IKEA syrups, the concentrates. Yep. Uh, the uh, the rhubarb. <laughs> Hold on. Right there, I was. Yep. God damn it. There I am. Lena. <laughs> there that was a fun time. It's always a fun time. Oh, homebrew fest. This is where it's going to get busy. 20th, 20th, 20th. Yeah, it's crazy year, how busy it gets all. when it gets dark. It's like we're all fucking moths. Like. Oh, that, that was the sour <laughs> taste. <laughs> all those sour bottles. And we oh, that's right. And around and around and around. That was great. Yeah. And there it goes. Yeah, as soon as, as, soon as the bottle's gone, everyone just fucks off. Nice job, guys. That was neat. That was really beautiful, cool. it? My my blind cat's decided to join the stream. Yeah, I have, uh, have my new cream. my newer brew dog here. She's been dying to get in the gain access to the room. <laughs> but uh, we're we're yeah, fostering so a, a dog right now. My wife's like, "Can't you bring the dog on?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> Feature it. We should do an episode of of brew dogs. You know, down the road. I th I think that is uh copyrighted. Is it? <laughs> okay, brew hands then. Do they have uh do they have a um do they have a brewery in Michigan yet? No, not yet. No. Or a, 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 yeah, whatever. Then I Just can't yeah. Columbus, Ohio is the closest thing we get. So we we have talked about Brian and Jordan and I have talked about at some point we're probably gonna branch beyond Michigan. And then I was, we were going to change the logo instead of being Michigan Brews to be like, you know, put a red mark through it and be like, not Michigan Brews. It's <laughs> like Michigan Brews. Maybe it could be and Midwest Brews for Midwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great Lakes Brews. That includes all the. All of them. That's right. That gives us like six more states, right? Yeah. Right. Canada. Go Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Eh? The problem is you can't at the moment. All right. Do we they have won't any let us in? No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> so we gotta wait till all this shit's finished. Do we, have any more, uh, do we have any more comments? Thanks, Big Gretch. That's a good the one. Educational stuff. So also at Homebrew Fest takes place the uh, barbecue competition. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, and then uh, uh, then uh, Chef Kevin Penn put together a uh, beer tasting dinner last year. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. So I was I was lucky enough to be one of the judges of the barbecue competition last year, and I've never been in. You wound up really well last year. I, I, I was going to say right. I've never been in a position before where I'm already <laughs> have- drunk and drunk and fucked up, and now I have the meat sweat. So <laughs> <laughs> Jason was laying on a bench outside of our bar for about three hours last year. I think I, I think I remember it, him not looking so good. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt me. That hurt me. Uh, <laughs> Come on. So anyway, uh, I think I think we're a good show, fellas. Thanks, Trent. It's good Thanks. to see you on there, and everybody that's been in the comments, Kevin, Trent, all the people that in uh, Keepers, Brandon, and and Patrick and stuff that that watch us a long time. I feel like I should do the right thing and end this before I pass out on air. Jason, thanks for having us. This was a blast. <laughs> yeah. So my, my hope is I, I do want, you know, this is our first chance kind of branching out on the east side of the state. So Livingston and, and Sons, thanks for joining us. And in uh, other states. And in other states. That's right. You're technically in Illinois. Yeah, technically. What do you mean uh, technically? I'm, 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 I'm almost <laughs> in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Thanks a lot for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Appreciate your uh, having us on and knowing you at the past events. Had an awesome time sharing beverages in person. Hope to do it again oh, soon. It will. We will soon. Yeah. As soon as COVID. Fuck COVID. And uh, soon. Yeah. So, so cheers, everybody. Cheers, guys. Cheers, everybody online. Thank you. Guys sharing your knowledge. Oh. We Thanks everyone knowledge. for tuning in tonight. Whoa. Hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Night, night. Night, all.